everyone, and welcome to Movie Stink Mania 1. That's right, it's the wrestling crossover episode. I, of course, am Steven, aka at Estebs, joined every week by Matt, aka at Posting Pro. Matt, how's it going? Let me just go ahead and give you a hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah! Exactly. And let me hurry up and get to my guest. We have a very special guest this week. As some of you may know, I also uh, have the uh, privilege of appearing on a wrestling podcast with uh, my good friend Kurt, a.k.a. the Stink Master, a.k.a. Otis P. Stink Trigger, a.k.a. the King of Stink Style. I, those are all the nicknames I remember. At Hurt Curl, uh, the host of the Stink Sheet, uh, my friend Kurt. Kurt, how's it going? What's up, fellas? Excited to be here. Excited to chop it up about some film. Yeah, yeah. Time. So, yeah. yeah, we're gonna have the movie. We're gonna have the movie guys on the wrestling podcast and the wrestling guy on the movie podcast, and it's gonna be fun because uh, we all get to talk about just funny looking guys and guys who went to jail a lot, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, bring a little chaos to the movie podcast. Uh, but yeah, we're doing crossover week because uh, fuck it, why not? You know. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. I've always said that movies are wrestling, and um, I don't think I need to elaborate. People get what I mean, right? And that's never been truer either. You know exactly. I mean? Yeah. Matt, uh, I know you're not a wrestling fan, so this will be very fun for us to see <laughs> your reaction to this. So much because, like, we were talking about a little before the pod. Like, I'm glad we're doing this now. The Von Eric movie, Iron Claw, the A24 Zephron movie. It's in the air. It's in the zeitgeist. I love seeing like non-wrestling fans being like, what the fuck is up with this movie? And then like seeing wrestling fans being like, oh my God, you have no idea. Like when when non-wrestling fans find out about the story of the Von Erics, it's gonna be pretty funny. Uh, I can't wait for that premiere because there's gonna be a lot of funny tweets that night. Oh, if Twitter still exists. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think he's gonna sell that thing before Christmas. I, I'm like almost sure of it. Isn't, yeah, I mean, not to get into too much uh, news about that, but yeah, he he definitely buys stuff to sell it. And that's mm -hmm. kind of like his right. his mo. So he's got to fuck it up first, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, Twitter is Twitter is a disease. It's too strong to kill. Um, exactly. They'll cure cancer before they get rid of Twitter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a public, like uh, like a public good now. You know, it's like over the air TV or water, right? It's like. Yeah. You just have to provide it for the people. Uh, and one day... Yeah, me. I think it's a yeah. public bad. Oh, wow. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, we love wrestling because we're, we're guys who spend too much time on Twitter. Um, that probably explains a lot of it. But before... Yeah, so we're doing, uh, <laughs> we're doing a wrestling double feature this week. We're doing 1974's The Wrestler, 2008's The Wrestler. It's wrestling week. We're going to talk about all of these really colorful characters. But before we get into that, this is where, you know, we talk about outside of the double feature stuff. Uh, so, you know, Kurt, if you have anything you, you want to recommend or anything like you saw recently that you just are really passionate about, if you just saw a tweet that you want to make fun of. Oh, damn. Well, see, okay, tweets to make fun of. I've always got something in the chamber. But like, okay, so for my job, like for my day job, mm -hmm. I work in QA for a streaming service. So I watch nice. little bits of TV and movies all fucking day. So I, <laughs> I hardly ever like sit down and watch very much stuff. Like I watch these two movies for the show. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I've been fucking watching One Piece, <laughs> like the okay. 1000 episode anime. And it's yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's good. Makes me feel nice when I watch it. But like, 
yeah i've been slacking on movies man I'm, i actually think the last movie that i sat down and watched by myself was uh aronofsky as well it was mother which i hadn't seen up until like about a mm-hmm. month ago you know what's what's like kind of indicative of how old you are like if you watched anime as a kid or not is i was talking to a buddy who's really into one piece i'm like mm-hmm. oh the pirate rap and he's like what is the pirate rap I'm like, you haven't heard the pirate rap? He's like, no. And I was like, yo, ho, ho, he took a bite of gum, gum. And was doing the the four kids intro. Like when, when it came over to the States, like four kids dubbed it. And uh, mm. they had their own, um, they like took out like like San, Sanji or whatever. Like they took out his cigarettes and he was like eating a lollipop, you know? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so they had their own intro and it was terrible, but also like really fun. Um and he was like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, oh, I'm just old now. I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, fun. like, I have I'm, no idea what you're talking about. I'm old, very old. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm the age where, like, I could have been watching it on, like, four kids, but I didn't at the time. And also, yeah. I always found One Piece to be super intimidating because of, like, how uh-huh. fucking much of it there is. But, like, when they just threw it all up on Netflix, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not. I'm not doing anything. I never do anything. So yeah, I mean, I like I'm pretty old, but like even like I mean, there was definitely we had Dragon Ball and Pokemon like every day, and like Mm. even before that, like I mean, not yeah, you kind of had to be a real nerd. Like when I was in elementary school, like you could like (laughs) no, no, no. I'm talking for like my age, right? Because no, because I I was that kid, right? Like me and my my friends would uh my friends recommended me. I think the first one was uh fist of the north star uh and uh yeah so i rented that from blockbuster and that kind of opened my eyes and then i watched you know all the basics like saw like ghost in the shell and akira and stuff and then when i got a little older then they started doing uh then they started playing it more on tv yeah what's up i was just saying hell yeah oh oh oh, hell yeah they said oh yeah i was like oh yeah no but yeah no i'm never like it's so crazy like both of like in both the film chat and the wrestling discord i literally feel like i'm the only person who hasn't seen like a lot of anime and i haven't seen it's not like i haven't seen none but like man there's a lot of fucking anime dude there sure I, is I, they keep making it yeah they keep making it it's a scourge upon the earth but i was like very shocked within the film chat realizing mm-hmm. how much anime i've seen and i was like oh mm-hmm. i've seen more than everybody in here like it was very like it was very yeah. disheartening because like the only thing that an anime fan hates worse than anime is other anime fans mm-hmm. so absolutely yeah Dude, no, it, like i had a friend who is like really into it we would have like a weekly anime night and you would we would watch like our under the bridge and um we would oh, yeah. watch like the i think it was the 80s version of city hunter which was is just like he's just this horny detective and uh, he's like super horny, but he never fucks. And uh, that's probably my favorite one I've ever watched. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say you just described the plot of like ninety percent of anime. <laughs> like, oh my god, god, he doesn't yeah. fuck. Oh yeah, and then like yeah, Evangelion was really big, like in high school for me, obviously. Of course. Uh, but but like you know, you kind of had to be at that point. It was more like yeah, you know, like hipster shit. Like it wasn't. It wasn't yeah. like you know, yeah. Wasn't on TikTok back in my day. I sound like I'm a thousand <laughs> years old. Um, but yeah, uh, anything else? Like, like I wanted to talk real quick about Matt. I'm getting to you, but uh, just before Kurt, yeah, uh, that Von Eric movie. It's like, uh, like I said, it, it's in the atmosphere. It's gonna have the Zephron. It's gonna have the guy from the Bear and stuff. 
and uh it's like talking to fam because you know i have family you know group in houston and it's like oh my right. like, yeah. mom and her sisters they all have like their favorite von eric and stuff and i was like talking to them about it and stuff and just to give you guys a little taste of what the von eric family's about um there's a guy named Fritz von Erich, and he did this Nazi gimmick, right? He was a guy from Texas, but he pretended to be a Nazi. The legend goes that... Uh, a can, that can, I just, can I just say something real quick? Yeah. Uh, Fritz von Erich did a Nazi gimmick, and that is the least bad thing about him. Yeah, no, that's not even... No, that's not <laughs> top five worst thing about him. Um, but yeah, and then legend has it that a Holocaust survivor went backstage to the locker room at one of his shows and put a curse on his family. And mm -hmm. so... His first son died at the age of six. He was electrocuted. But then his next five sons, they would all be wrestlers, right? And these are the Von Eriks. And uh, spoiler alert, I won't tell you too much. Skip ahead if you don't want spoilers for a 40-year-old story. But uh, only one of them, Kevin, the guy Zephron is playing, he's the only one that's still alive. And to make it even more fucked up, he has this like weird-ass Buffalo boy, uh, Bill voice. And uh, like I said earlier on the podcast, if you Google uh, most depressing wrestling quote, his name, it's just like this Kevin Von Erich quote, which is, uh, I used to have five brothers. Uh, now I'm not even a brother. <laughs> <laughs> I won't spoil it and say how the four died, but three of them did die by suicide. <laughs> so, uh, Jesus Christ. And, uh, there, there's like a three oh, hour yeah. documentary. And so I was watching it about him. I was watching it uh, today. It's about, it's supposed to be a really good one. And like I said, Kevin's the only one that's alive. And even in the movie, Kevin's like, you know, we, we all knew who dad's like first, second, third favorite one was, but it wasn't bad, you know, cause I was, you know, everyone knew we loved Carrie, but I was the second and that's a good spot, you know, number two. And like he was saying that they weren't oh. abused. They just, they just faced a lot of punishment that um, some people would think was over the top. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all I've been watching. Matt, what have you been watching lately? Um, yeah, so today I just watched Facing Nolan. Um, it was awesome. Mm. Like I was telling you uh, before the pod, mm -hmm. they don't make them like they used to, you know? Incredible. He's Nolan like, Ryan yeah, he's like, yeah, you know, like I went and pitched and won the World Series, and then I worked as an HVAC guy because they didn't pay yeah. you in the offseason. I'm like, wow, it's incredible. You know, we used to be yeah. a proper proper country if you ask me i'm i'm so i'm so glad you brought that up because yeah I, I wanted to talk about it on the pod my favorite part of that documentary is like um he, he did he ended up marrying his high school sweetheart they're still alive they're still married um beautiful couple uh my favorite part of that story is that on their second date they were teenagers he took her uh to see sandy koufax and that was his hero like he loved sandy koufax mm -hmm. uh and then Someone said within six years of that day, he would have he would break all of Sandy Koufax's records. Oh, within ten um, years, ten years, yeah, something like that. This was eight, yeah, yeah, something like well, yeah, something like that. But yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was like it was yeah under ten years. Yeah, he would like end up owning all of the other records. And uh, what I found even more insane, I watched a video kind of trying to explain this or rationalize it, I guess. But yeah, never won a Cy Young. Mm -hmm. Um, incredible, right? Like. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Because he, I mean, the year he had the year where he broke the single season strikeout record, right? Yeah, and he's but he's got he's got the thing that like the documentary kind of touched on is that he's got fifty one, um, fifty one stats that he's number one in MLB history, and but a lot like, of them are like a lot walks. of them are yeah. like most walks, <laughs> yeah. Mm. So so he's got like some well, incredible yeah. like I mean there was you know 
the one the guy at the towards the end said like I, I can't remember his name. He's the second place pitcher. Of how many strikeouts? Mm. He's got a thousand less strikeouts than Nolan Ryan. He's like, there's yeah. no one that's going to beat that record, right? And it's it yeah, it's pretty incredible that like guy who has the most strikeouts ever at mm-hmm. five five thousand plus. You know, yeah, um, what? never want to Cy Young. And it, it does make sense because, yeah, he also like he never had the best record. He played with the Astros for a long time. and They were always a notoriously shitty team, couldn't, couldn't score runs. So like he would never have a really good record some years. And then I think like, yeah, he was a wild pitcher. He would, you know, he liked to throw the heat. They would, they would you know, uh, they, he would lose them sometimes, obviously. Uh, yeah, he was just kind of all over the place. But still a first ballot Hall of Famer, still the GOAT. I mean, him beating up uh, – I like the Robins Ventura story because I never knew that part where they said because there was a previous game where the where like the Rangers were fucking with the White Sox and they were like the first person that gets hit has to fight the pitcher and it was yeah. Robin Ventura getting hit by Nolan Ryan and you could see he doesn't want to do it but he's like they literally said if you don't fight him you're gonna get fined. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, man. He, he just beats the hell out of them. Yeah, yeah. They're like they're like they sell on him. Said every forty-year-old plus guy had that poster mm-hmm. because they're like, "Yeah, don't mess with forty-plus-year-olds." <laughs> like, yeah, we still got it. You know, just a forty-two-year-old man just beating the hell out of a guy. Mm-hmm. Incredible. But yeah, other than that, uh, I saw the Banshees of Inisherin, which is like probably the most Irish movie I've ever seen. I really like, mm-hmm. obviously. Okay. Um, yeah, it was good. Who, who directed that or who wrote and directed it? Uh, Martin McDonough, the guy who did um, In Bruges mm. and Seven Psychopaths. I've never seen yeah. Seven Psychopaths, but I've seen In Bruges. I really like In Bruges. He did In Bruges. <clears throat> um, have you seen it? It's good, right? Yeah. yeah I love that movie. Yeah. Um, he also did Three Billboards, right? Yeah, he did do Three Billboards. That's, <clears throat> I forgot that one. Um, not, um, not a big a fan of, of that one as yeah. I am of In Bruges. Yeah, most people are. Um, most people aren't. I get why. Um, I didn't love it, but I, I think I liked it a little bit more than most people just because, I don't know, I saw it in a movie theater. So it was probably like the, one of the last movies I saw at the draft house. So I'm just like reminiscing about like yeah. how cool that theater used to be. <laughs> um, but yeah, with that, let's get into this week's double feature. Uh, we're talking The Wrestler and The Wrestler. Uh, Kurt, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about these movies and just wrestling in general? You know, for people who are listening, for all the film fans who are like, oh, I haven't watched since, you know, John Cena or they're really old, Stone Cold or they're super old, you know, Ultimate Warrior (laughs) or something. Uh, Do you want to talk a little bit about just like try to explain wrestling uh, to movie plans if you could? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, professional wrestling, first off, is uh, fake. It's not real. It's all it's all a big show. Uh, those guys aren't really fighting. So I'm sure a lot of people are shocked. They're dropping their their yeah. cu- their cups of coffee onto the ground. The big dramatic splash is going everywhere. Um, what else to say? It's fake. They're not real athletes. Uh, they don't deserve any respect. They get dropped <laughs> on their head for a living. And uh, people like me and Steven like to laugh at them. And uh, what else? Can the I underwear say? men. They're underwear men. Yeah, naturally. It, it, it is movie. I mean, like I said, it, it's because like it's weird to me when people are like, oh, you know, it's not real. Right. And it's like, yeah. what? Like people have known for 100 basically since the beginning. I mean, it's all it's always been known that it's been quote unquote fake or whatever. Right. Absolutely. But like. But, like, that's totally the, like, most, like, 
insignificant part of it, right? Because it's, it's like, like kids. It, it, yeah, it's like kids finding out that like you know, like Santa Claus or whatever mm-hmm. isn't real and feeling like betrayed. You know, mm-hmm. it's like as there's a lot of those people who are like really into wrestling or whatever, and then mm-hmm. they kind of uh they watch they continuously watch it and they're like, This is fake, it's not even real. How can you like this? It's like, dude, most mm-hmm. calm down, you know. Life yeah, I mean it's like <laughs> like yeah, sports is rigged, uh politics is rigged. I mean, like movies, you know, movies are fake, like movies are mm-hmm. pretend, right? Like it's all pretend and for you know, for me it's a show, right? It's a, it's all a show, it's showmanship, it's you know, like wrestling's like horror right i think stephen king said like even bad horror is really good right it's because it's fun right generally i think he said that in the i was the the that one doc that eli roth uh matt from shutters here that's he says something like that yeah yeah um um, can you imagine like a bunch of like autistic 30 year olds talking all day about santa claus on twitter Mm. crazy (laughs) somebody oh man like (laughs) that'd be weird right like um somebody said that like uh there was a tweet once where somebody was saying like you know is that marvel fanboy thing of like oh these are our modern day myths and greek legends oh <laughs> and God. somebody quote tweeted it being like yeah but like motherfuckers didn't stand around ancient greece talking about hercules all day <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah but yeah i basically picked this uh double feature well because like haha funny it's the same title but also yeah. like one movie is about what wrestlers would like you to think it is to be a wrestler and the <laughs> other movie is about what it's actually like to be a wrestler and what you can expect and mm-hmm. i think that's a really interesting dichotomy because like the wrestler 1974 was uh, made by Vern Gagne, who was a promoter in. Uh, oh yeah, we'll get fucking, into Vern. Yeah, oh, well, we'll get into Vern. Vern. But <laughs> there's, I don't think, like even in wrestling since, there's been a guy who took himself quite as seriously as Vern Gagne did, even though oh. he was like a goofy bitch and he had the silliest accent you ever heard in your life. Whereas, like the wrestler is like a beautiful and gritty portrayal of. Yeah. Like, what these guys lives are like for the most part like you know mm-hmm. there's people who make millions and millions and millions of dollars like pro wrestling but it ain't all of them, yeah i was uh mean? yeah and we'll get into the movies but real quickly i just want to say like <laughs> i swear to god there was a part where like uh spoiler alert but in the wrestler him and like uh randy the ram and his daughter are fighting and mm-hmm. i literally i swear to god i had the thought i was like you know like not all not all wrestlers are bad dads, right? I was like, Billy Gunn's a good dad, you know? Like, That's right. he, raised two, uh, he raised two boys. For those who don't know, Billy Gunn in the 90s was known as Mr. Ass. And now he's really old. He's like almost 60. He's super ripped because he takes a lot of steroids and he talks about it and he loves it. But he has two sons now that both wrestle and uh, Colton and Austin. But people like to lovingly call them the ass boys. So uh, funny. he sounds like a, he's a great father to me, you know? <laughs> Um, yeah. I, I wanted to say before we got too deep into the double feature, I was you know talking before the pod, mm-hmm. but this is completely unintentional. This is the second time we've discussed a Darren Aronofsky film on the podcast, and it's also the second time that we paired it with a uh, film of the same title, mm-hmm. right? So we had oh, mother, yeah. mother and Mother and The Wrestler and The Wrestler. So yeah. okay. Darren Aronofsky is shit at SEO. Exactly. Yeah, he's no good. Got to well, with that, uh, up that title, man. Yeah, man. Uh, do you like a portmanteau or something? Yeah. Anyway, 
With that, uh, let's get into our first film, 1974's The Wrestler, directed by Jim Westman. Um, this is basically a movie, you know, it's got Ed Asner playing a uh, wrestling promoter, the guy who runs the shows or whatever. Uh, Vern Gagne, as you said, who we'll talk about soon, plays his, like, top guy. There, And it's just about the struggles of a promoter and the ups and downs of wrestling, booking, and... Um, we had to watch it on YouTube. It's very shit quality. Uh, but there <laughs> are a ton of, shit. Yeah, there are a ton of like wrestlers in this. There's so many like insane guys. Fucking. Um, I was like, oh, let me see who's the worst person in this movie. I'm like, oh shit, it's Odd Job. Literally, Odd Job is in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing Odd Job. That's uh, Odd I, Job. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Kurt, Matt, what do you guys think of this movie? Oh, it stunk. <laughs> <laughs> what a piece of shit. Holy yeah. fuck. God damn! I hate Vern Gagne's voice. I hate fucking what what what's what's what was this territory? I know the AWA, but what city was it? Minneapolis. It was Minnesota? Minneapolis. Yeah. Ah, yeah, fucking Minnesota. With fucking <laughs> goddamn annoying ass accent. You fucking. <laughs> you know what? You know what? This movie made me think about. Vince McMahon was right. Vince McMahon was right all along <laughs> because mm. he he wanted roided up he fucking tan people. skin freaks mm-hmm. to wrestle for him. And like in in the wrestler in like the seventies, it was all just like fucking schlubby looking nobody. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Everybody just got these like big old fat guts, thunder thighs, and shit. Everybody, everybody yeah. looks like fucking trash. And I was like, God damn, yeah. Vince McMahon really fucking <laughs> no. Vi- yeah, this was during the ter- territory era, which Vince McMahon killed, which is good. Vince McMahon's Thank God. dad shows up in this though. Vince McMahon's dad's in this. Vince and Jay is, McMahon. Yeah. Yeah, oh, dude, it's right. it's so funny because there's a scene in it that I no- noted down. Like, and I was like, I can't wait to talk about this scene. It's like, so so this movie's weird, like loose with plot, you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. very not very plot specific. Um, there's just kind of a lot oh, of. Oh, by the way, uh, music by William Loose actually, because you said Loose, so okay. Um, just want to point that out. But okay. yeah, there's a scene where he, they're like the men are competing at the top of their performance with their bodies. <laughs> it's like two weird <laughs> guys. <really. laughs> like, looks like shit. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what the looks- fuck? <laughs> Every wrestler in this movie looks like your drunkest uncle. <laughs> they probably yeah, are our drunkest like- uncle. Yeah. Probably, no. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Matt, what do you think of this movie? Oh uh, yeah. Um, First I impression. Just, yeah. It was, it was really shitty, but it was like a, it was a <laughs> weird kind of like, I enjoyed it shitty because like, Mm-hmm. I was telling you guys um, that not only does this movie like presuppose that like wrestling is actually a real thing right? in yes. terms of like, yes, wrestling is a real thing, but in terms of like, you know, like it being actual it's a competition, like a, yeah, combat sport, right? yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay. And then, but it also, they have a job, walk up to <laughs> two guys in a bar and be like, karate oh. is better than wrestling and they're like yes it is and they're like okay <laughs> well we're, we'll fucking kill you dude and then they like just kill all the job it's yeah. so- well, it, it's not it, he goes up to dig murdoch and the american dream dusty american dream dusty rose daddy <laughs> that's right we love him uh yeah no and uh actually the majority of ufc champions are actually wrestlers so you know wrestling but uh, that's the uh, that's the amateur style. While the guys in this movie, they were doing the pro do style. I was yeah yeah you know it's, it goes back to six thousand years to ancient Egypt, right? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no, I agree. Like 
this was always like a very silly movie shit quality but like yeah i did actually enjoy it like yeah I, like the, the whole stuff with like Vern, like or like you know you got i mean it kind of was like i mean i'm sure this is you know you got ed asner's the promoter he's got Vern's his top guy the other promoters are pressuring him to replace him with the younger guy uh and he should have he looked like yeah shit. well the younger guy <laughs> is billy taylor but he's played by billy robinson who i want to talk right. about uh king legend uh but nice. um yeah and um and then he's kind of like pressured and then the ending is kind of like i i didn't expect that like kind of beautifully ambiguous ending and stuff and <laughs> mm-hmm. you know the whole thing with like like oh okay my favorite part was that when he goes to apologize to Vern at the end Vern by the way is fucking he's he's a uh, he's doing uh like bench presses by the ocean which like those must be the rustiest plates of all time oh, yeah. yeah um but but yeah but like and then he's like oh wait was Vern actually working me the whole time I'm like oh my god everyone's lying to each other everyone's working each other this this is this, this is pro wrestling like this literally is pro wrestling and uh yeah and also it was fun like I said just seeing all these guys and you know I mentioned this on the wrestling podcast but you know I'm I come from I'm a fourth generation mark like my grandfather, when he was a teenager, he had they had a family friend who sold beer. I think it was the Sam Houston Coliseum, but it's where they held this famous promotion, Paul Bosch Wrestling. And uh, a lot of these guys, I mean, he saw Vern. He saw he would he, like I asked literally last time I talked to him. Like I said, I was talking to him, and he was like, when I asked him who would you used to watch, his first uh response was well Luthez was the champ, but uh he only wrestled once a year. And they mentioned Luthez in this. And uh, he, yeah, he told me he saw Wahoo, Danny Hodge, you know, uh, Nick Bockwinkle. Yeah, he, he's like, yeah, he saw Vern. Like, so it was cool. Like, you know, Dory, Pedro, uh, seeing all these guys, uh, you know, and making fun of them and, you know, that's the road. And yeah, the like, I wish I would, like, I wish I could get this in better quality because that odd job scene, the bar fight scene is amazing because it literally is, it's two guys, right? It's odd job and like another guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another film. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, yeah. And he keeps saying like karate. Yeah, wrestling is weak. Karate's better, and uh, just like slamming drinks and. um, And there's a guy behind the bar being like, "Be careful, fellow. Those guys are wrestlers." (laughs) It's like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. ooh. ooh. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, like uh, they didn't beat up Odd Job right away because uh, Mm -hmm. fucking Frank told them not to on the phone, right? Yeah, like you, you fucking Dusty Rhodes and Dick Murdoch, you're out here. Mm -hmm. I'm fucking whatever the actor's name, Ed Asner. I'm Ed Asner. You guys are causing fucking problems. You got to stop causing all these fucking problems for me. I'm trying to run a business here. And so the, the fucking karate guys keep fucking with them and they just move to the next table. Mm-hmm. And the karate guys keep fucking with them and they just move to the next table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then they then they finally get into a fight and start tossing bitches through fucking ping pong machines and sh- pinball machines and shit. <laughs> but it's like a, I think I think that scene came about because like somebody looked at it. Like I think they might have shot this after. Because I think somebody like stitched this movie together and this is like this is the most mm. boring fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah, we, gotta have, yeah, yeah. we gotta have a couple guys getting a bar fight or nobody's ever gonna watch this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very um, it's very interesting. Like so it's like the history too, it's like it seems like like this was an indie film or something. Cause like I was looking at the yeah. it's classified mm. the the genre of film this movie is classified under is sports action slash indie and i'm like oh i didn't know that indie was its own genre in the night in the 70s or whatever um, 
Vern uh, Vern Gagne was one of the producers. It was him and another guy. Yeah, this movie was financed from the money that Vern Gagne didn't pay his talent. Because <laughs> he was famous for, like, fucking his guys. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, we, we, look, okay, we've got... Um, uh, <laughs> we've got uh, we've got like our first impressions out of the way. So let's talk about Vern Gagne for let's a second. Talk about <laughs> so Vern Gagne, uh, you know the he plays uh, who's his character's name? Mike Bullard. I want to. <laughs> oh my god! I gotta say room. something real quick. By yeah. the way, Mike Bullard uh, in Canada is the name of a talk show host who had a late night show, and he was mm-hmm. the most annoying fucking person oh, dude, in the world. I've seen his show. Yes, I have late, seen it. Late night with Mike Bullard. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. It's That's trash. It, it's so fucking bad. Yeah. That it's fucking potato headed creep. I yeah. It, it, it's like the lamest like dad shit. Over like, under yeah. over oh under god. James Corden though. That's the real question. I, I know oh, he's still let- better. Yeah, still better. J- okay, fucking Mike Bullard makes James Corden look like Conan O'Brien. Mm. <laughs> I swear to God. That's how fucking shit he was. We used to have a running joke that my one friend back when we were in high school was going to wear a big uh, like pink pimp suit to a taping of the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, because he knew that like Mike Bullard would call him out of the crowd. And then as soon as the cameras were on him, he was going to call him the F word. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you're a boop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So uh Vern, okay, so in real life, Vern's a legend. Like he was uh, you know, multi-time like freestyle wrestling champ. Uh he was actually on he was an Olympic alternate. Um mm-hmm. so you know, wrestling legend, like trained a bunch of guys or whatever. Uh, you know, he's in the Hall of Fame and shit. Um but then okay do you want i know you know what i want to talk about right the 2009 yeah the thing yeah okay. but yeah to give a brief rundown basically Vern Gagne was the main promoter for awa um he ran that for a while stiffed all of his fucking talent like took a yeah. cut of their money even if they wrestled in promotions he didn't run pushed his incredibly untalented son greg Gagne. uh the oh, awa's geez. most notable thing was probably the fact that they had hulk hogan before mm-hmm. anybody else and yeah. Vince McMahon fucking ripped Hulk Hogan off of them, and Vern never got over it. They also had some of those dumbest-looking TV tapings I've ever seen, the AWA yeah. Team Challenge series, which they filmed in an empty room <laughs> with pink walls that they chroma-keyed out and put uh, video of fans in a bar on. <laughs> and, Wait, uh, it, um, was it Vern who like th- got the gun and was threatening to kill Vince after he stole I, Hogan? I, no, because because uh, Vince, uh, what was it? Fucking Ganya was gonna get uh, Harley Race to break oh, yeah, Hogan's yeah, leg. Yeah, yeah, he was gonna pay him <laughs> money to break his leg at WrestleMania or whatever. Yeah, so he couldn't do WrestleMania. <laughs> so <laughs> sick. insane, motherfucker. Yeah. And he's and he seems like the most mild mannered motherfucker you ever saw in your life, too. Oh no, you know I mean? but he's got mad CTE. Oh, sure does. But yeah, you take it away. I know what you want to talk about. Okay. So basically in 2009, Vern's early 80s, 83, something like that. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. uh, he's living in an old folks home. And uh, I don't know if he was playing cards or something, but uh, 83-year-old Vern's hanging out with a 97-year-old man named Helmut Gutman. And uh, apparently... Gagne threw uh, Gutman to the floor and then pulled his back. Like I, I want to say he put him in the the um, the Iron Sheik, the Camel Clutch. I literally <laughs> think he put him in the Camel Clutch. 
And then, uh, so the 97-year-old guy ends up dying. Uh, <laughs> neither man has any recollection of the incident. Uh, Vern doesn't even go on trial because he either has CTE or uh, Alzheimer's. They're not sure. but uh, no yeah. paradose. No charges, but yeah, just two fucking old, two fucking old men fighting at the nursery home, and you know, one of them happens to be a, you know, like professional wrestler, like famous wrestler guy, kills the other guy. Jesus, insane, insane. Yeah, that's Vern. Hey, he uh, said it, man. He's a real shooter. Yeah, no, he like he's a I dangerous mean, man. Yeah, he catches catch can, you know. That's it. this is the amateur style now. Let me put you in this here hold headlock and we'll get you to the floor. <laughs> Crunch. Super quick uh uh history lesson. In the late 1800s, this guy in Europe invents catches catch wrestling, which is basically Greco-Roman, but you can shoot mean meaning grapple or whatever below the hips and you can use submissions. It's a legitimate sport for a while. It's super popular. It's like the UFC of its day. But then the guys who do it, like it's, it was a legit sport. But then all the guys were also carnies. Like they would work in carnivals Dude, what and strongmen. Do you, what and do you mean you can, because sh- it doesn't wrestling. You, I thought with Greco-Roman, you can shoot out uh, of the hip. You can shoot in, right? Uh, no, that, that was, it was. Um, yeah, yeah. So you oh, can. Uh, but yeah, there was some kind yeah. of differentiation up, up between until, like, the rules. Point, you couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it, was, it was different from Olympic style. It's Olympic. Uh, it was Olympic well, style wrestling back then. No, no, no. See, okay. See, that's the thing. We don't even. So, okay, yeah. yeah I know what you're saying, Matt. Olympic style doesn't even exist at this point, right? Because when I say Greco-Roman, I'm not really talking about Olympic style, and I'll explain what that means in a second. But basically, so catch as catch can is a real sport. But then all of these guys learn these carny tricks and they're like, hey, let's just do the matches predetermined. Mm-hmm. And then that way we won't get hurt and we can make a lot of money and we can like trick all these people. That's where the term carny shit comes from. That's why wrestlers are all carnies and liars. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Uh, and also uh, wrestling yeah. fans are called marks because marks. it's the same terminology used by con men to describe their victims. <laughs> yeah, and all yeah. wrestlers are con men. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so. Uh, people catch on really quickly that catches catch can is fake now. So basically from catches catch can two things emerge. One is professional wrestling as we know it today. And the other is Olympic freestyle wrestling. So Olympic freestyle wrestling, as we know it today, like as we know in the Olympics in college, isn't like, it's, it's not strictly Greco Roman because it takes from catches catch can wrestling. Okay. Yeah, so that's why, yeah, it's it's really interesting. And it's cool because there's this guy named Carl Gotch who, he was a catch-as-catch-can wrestler, did the pro wrestling stuff, ended up breaking, I think, superstar Billy Graham's arm, and then gets blackballed, has to move to Japan. It turns out in Japan, they don't like the fake shit, so they love his real style. And so he becomes, uh, they literally call him Wrestling God. That's his nickname. Yeah, the God um, of pro wrestling, Carl Gotch. Yeah, and he trains all these people, and like, he literally creates what is known as strong style, which I, I mean, Kurt, like, it, you know, that's a new Japan thing, but every promote, I mean, AEW is every guy, even WWE, every guy's doing strong yeah. style stuff. now. It just right? means yeah. you hit the other guy really hard. Yeah. Try not to kill him. Well, cause yeah. Cause basically the way they trained was they would teach him how to fight for real. They would teach him catch his catch can stuff. And then they would have shoot meaning real, um, sparring battles in, um, in training. Right. So they would, basically know how to fight for real they would also train their neck so that they could get dropped on their heads without like breaking their neck all the time 
Oh, insane but the, yeah so the thing is in japan it, it, it like it looked way more real and so it was treated more seriously because it was way more like violent and uh it's funny because four of the guys that got trained went on to create these three mma promotions in the late 80s early 90s that were basically the proto mma because like it was before pride in ufc so like um yeah, they basically create these three promotions that are like, oh, it's like a mix between MMA and real wrestling or shoot re- or professional wrestling, I mean, but then it kind of evolves into MMA. So, yeah, it's crazy because wrestling is fake and stupid, but it does have its roots with like a lot of real sports and martial arts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Anything um, to get away from talking about this fucking dog shit movie. <laughs> Oh, Billy, Robinson, <laughs> Billy Robinson, the younger guy in this movie, he did the same thing as Gotch. He was yeah. like, he was a British guy, and then he moved to Japan and taught them all how to fight for real, and then they become a legend in Japan. Mm-hmm. So sick. Um, who are your, some of your other favorite guys from this movie, Kurt? Uh, well, you know, Dusty Rhodes, Dick Murdoch, fucking are sick. Like that yeah. scene in the middle is is my favorite. Uh, who else is in this? Terry Funk is in this briefly. You gotta love Terry Funk. He's yeah. one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, Ed Asner is very good in this. Like he's always good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's a great actor. But uh, him him playing fucking like Vern's role is uh, yeah. pretty cool. And he's uh, bald like Vern too. Yeah, Vern Gagne should never be allowed to act or be on camera. <laughs> I can say that for sure. He has he's got he's got no sauce, no swag. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not quirked up at all. Um, who else? I don't know. I like the- <laughs> I, I have more guys to talk about, but I don't want to. Um, yeah, by all means. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry I went on that history lesson, guys. No, like, no, it's cool. It's cool. Like, it everyone gives people a lot of context. Like because it, you know, I mean? you know, like, but it, it is interesting. Like I said, you know, this this catches catch can thing that kind of evolved. What's up? I don't know. What's really funny is like if you guys want to have like a good laugh like look up the poster for this movie the wrestler 1974 mm-hmm. it looks like a mm-hmm. it looks like a circus act like it's like a it does name yeah. event yeah it is like, it's actually a really cool poster mm-hmm. yeah. kurt said something really interesting that i wanted to talk about more because i know this is one of his favorite subjects but like you said in wrestling terminology which i'm sure we've been using a lot of during this episode which I hate, I literally always try to never use it on the wrestling pod, but um, I don't know how else to explain stuff, you know? But like like you said, in wrestling terminology, fans are known as marks, which again, comes from the world of con men. It's literally what con men call, you know, people that they're like trying to scam, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's all about just, you know, separating the idiot from their money. And that's what pro wrestling yeah. is all about. Still is to this very day. <laughs> Like, uh, well, one, one classic move is you go to a fucking indie show and, mm-hmm. uh, you see a guy that, you know, from like TV or maybe another show or mm-hmm. something. Right. And you go up to him and you're like, Hey man, big fan. Can I get a picture? And he pulls you in. It's like, yeah, for sure. And you grab a selfie with him and he's like, yeah, that's 10 bucks. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's happened to me before. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, tells you after, right? Well, yeah, and then you're like, oh, I don't have cash. Like, oh, you can Venmo me, you know? No, I can't, motherfuckers. See ya. Well, I, ha- I have to, <laughs> I specifically, yeah, I have to explain to them why I can't use Venmo. I think it's really oh, weird. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Shit. But, but, uh, yeah. but no, yeah, I, think the, I think the uh, historical part is like, you know, it's good to get into that because, like, this movie is a good, like, yeah. historical relic for the early, the early ages of wrestling. 
Because, mm. like, e even if you don't, like, talk about the people who are in this movie, which is, like, mm. nearly everybody notable of the time, yeah. they reference every single fucking wrestler to do it. There's mm -hmm. lines of dialogue in this movie that are just, like, Vern Gagne saying names for, like, yeah, three yeah. minutes. It's like, ah, well, you know, we got Stan Grunkle and <laughs> <laughs> fucking... DiBiase, oh, these are men who died in the ring. Did DiBiase's yeah, dad really died die in the ring? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. The Wikipedia article for this uh, said like all those people that he names actually did die in the ring. I was like, oh Jesus. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Fuck. I didn't know that shit. Well, this, damn. This uh, ain't ballet, brother. Try lacing my boots. Fake, huh? Yeah, because they fake a guy's <laughs> death in this to get a publicity, and then when the journalists call them out, he's like. Well, there, you know, actually, a lot of guys actually did die, you know, and you didn't write about them. So maybe, you know, you can do me a solid. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but, um, Matt, have you ever, have you, like, I haven't even asked you, like, uh, have you watched wrestling at all in your life? Or yeah. do you have any, like, yeah. Okay, cool. When I was younger, I watched um, WWE. It was like Goldberg and Stone Cold Steve mm. Austin and Rey Mysterio and John Cena were the guys, kind um, of. John Cena was coming up, I, I remember. Um, he was um, he was the he was the evil the heel or whatever he was the evil guy. Um, it's like oh two oh three oh four. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. So when I was a kid, I watched that, and then I, I had um, I had wrestling games for the N sixty four that I played, like WW, mm. WCW versus WWE or one of like those types of games. Um, yeah. And mm -hmm. Stone Cold was my guy. I liked him. I thought he was cool. He was like a Southern boy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was my favorite kid. Yeah. Like to drink beer and shit. Came up, you know, mm -hmm. John three sixteen. How about Austin three sixteen's <laughs> gonna kick your ass? I was like, that's yeah. cool. Like middle school me was like, that's awesome. But uh, other than that, like after that, I didn't really watch it. I kind of like, everybody, yeah, because yeah, everybody like are, are like that was kind of a thing. Like most guys watched wrestling in my school mm -hmm. when we were in middle school, and then we just kind of all collectively. I don't know what was in the water, but we all just collectively stopped watching it at the same time. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't fucking like wrestling, dude. I like cool shit like Pokemon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. It is much yeah. Well, yeah, one... go ahead. I don't know. What were you saying? I was going to say one thing I wanted to talk about, like from like the actual movie uh, was there's a scene in the fucking gym where there's like a guy lifting weights and two people are having a conversation. And mm -hmm. they just did not get the audio for it at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they fucking and left it in. This movie has some of the worst audio I've ever, like, oh, it's heard. Junk, yeah, I couldn't tell the ADR <laughs> stuff in the movie because, like, it seems like a lot of times their lips are moving, but there's words are not coming out. And I didn't know if that was just the upload because it looked like a, it was yeah, filmed on yeah. a potato or. Yeah, we watched it in 360p. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you guys watched it on YouTube. I watched it on Daily Motion. Ooh, oh, it is pretty bad on YouTube, though. And yeah, it's it was yeah, you could count the fucking pixels in a lot of the scenes I was watching. <laughs> I'm sure there's a torrent out somewhere, but like, mm. I don't know, man. For this piece of shit, but why? Honestly, it just yeah. helped the experience, you know. Where I was like, "What's happening? I can't really see." Like, <laughs> yeah. Putting on my bifocals to try and see what's happening in the wrestler. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. So Ken Patera is in this movie. I want to talk about Ken Patera. He has probably, I think, like maybe my favorite story. He, uh, Ken Patera was a le legit Olympian, weightlifter, uh, professional wrestler. Um, one night, him and uh, this Japanese wrestler, Masa Saito, uh, <laughs> you know, they've had a few beers. 
they they just did a show. They're hungry boys. Kim Patera's still alive, by the way. Uh, he mm-hmm. did not. He, he has a different. And there's a lot of versions of the story, but basically, they were really hungry. They wanted to get into a McDonald's, but it was closed. So they threw a rock through the window, <laughs> and then later on at the hotel, when the cops came to arrest Ken, him and Masa Saito beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and like they had to could call yeah, it was uh, apparently a big uh, a big a big thing. You well, know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, beating up cops. Ken Patera's Lefis. We love it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Lefis God, yeah. Ken Patera. DSA. <laughs> DSA DSA Ken Bernie Patera. Bro Ken Patera. <laughs> <laughs> smashing into the global but, corporations yeah. mcdonald's and then beating up cops <laughs> we love it there are multiple um olympians in this dan gable is an olympic gold medalist he's he's in this he, no relation to uh, there's a wrestler named chad gable they're not related but they just named him chad gable because like dan gable like yeah and you know, uh chad the, the the kid is uh very accomplished himself on the in the in the amateur style yeah 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 Yeah. amateur rings Mm -hmm. um also yeah uh um odd job harold sakata is in this as Um, odd job like we said that's what was incredible to me i'm like they just stole the character from james bond like so not mm -hmm. only does this movie presuppose that wrestling is like an actual combat sport but it presupposes that it happens in the James Bond universe that wrestling is an actual combat sport. Hell yeah. Yeah, and Sir, Harold Takata was a, a professional wrestler as well, mm-hmm. obviously. Right? I'd like, like to take that James Bond in the ring and show him a thing or two about a thing or two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, actually, karate um, is better. <laughs> apparently, Ric Flair is in this, but I didn't spot him. Yeah, he also looked like mad different before the plane mm. crashed. He was one of those oh, big, yeah, fat, bald, greasy yeah. bitches like the rest of the guys. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk about Ric Flair more on the next. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was surprised yeah. at how much like Vincent J. McMahon his his accent. Oh man, you know Vince is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince, he's got a real like transatlantic accent. Yeah, so obviously Vincent Kennedy McMahon, as everyone knows, you know, he was in charge of WWE. And then the unthinkable happened this year. They kicked him out of his own company, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really funny. There was like this shit went viral this week, or it was like somebody was at a restaurant and they saw him on a date. And again, this man's in his 80s, bro. He's got jet black hair. Obviously, he dyed it because he was on TV and he would like have like gray hair and shit. He looked old and then he fucking dyed that shit, I guess. Yeah. He um, looks like a fucking zombie. He is an, he is an absolute piece of shit. Like mm-hmm. he is one of the most like I, I'm not talking about his dad, but I'm just Vince. Vince is one of in an in an industry full of evil people. He literally might be the most evil, definitely among them. But but as I was saying earlier, he is a piece of trash. Mm-hmm. I do hope he dies real soon. But <laughs> um, he was ab- he was absolutely right to make all these fucking yeah. jabroni wrestlers start taking steroids. Cause goddamn. Well, yeah. No, no one's ever saying Vince never did anything, right? We're just Very saying true, like yeah. that. That's what's crazy is like he ha- he's done so much right that imagine how much wrong he had to do to get Definitely. people to hate him, you know. Yeah. And I think that's probably the best way to explain to people like why why the hardcore fans don't really watch WWE anymore. Like it's mostly mm-hmm. just like how would you describe WWE's audience? Oh man, I, I don't. I, I, 
I don't know. There's not really many terms <laughs> I could I could use uh, <laughs> that I would feel comfortable using on this show. Yeah. Let's just say um, people with problems seem to, yeah. seem to like it. People who are just really stuck in their ways, been watching it for fucking 30 <clears throat> years, can't fathom of, watching anything else. A lot of 40-year-old guys who live with their grandma and can't drive. <laughs> yeah, a lot of guys with their driver's license. It's, it's literally either that or like the most clout d- chasing demons you've ever seen. Like, oh, I know a thing or two about that. Buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah, it's fun. Uh, but yeah, I was so surprised because Vince was like, oh, you know, you got, you know, he had a, he had a real like, you know, New York East Coast, not New East Coast accent. Uh, mm-hmm. I was surprised. I was like, man, he sounds very old world to me, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, like, yeah. Vince is this fucking. Yeah. He sounds like <laughs> one of these fellas out of one of those moving pictures. Yeah. Hey, uh, look, you gotta, you, gotta give me, you gotta give me, you gotta give me Billy Robinson. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think that's all of like, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, the, the rock Don Morocco shows up in this. Was he the guy who got killed because of the cigarettes? I'm not sure. Or is it? Pay- I mean, there is one. Uh, yeah, no. But there is a dark side of the ring about basically most of these guys. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. They all got their own. Yeah, uh, dark side of the ring's really good. And of course, we said Dust the Rose, Daddy. Um, the only good scene in the movie. Yeah, that was the. Yeah, that's a fun scene. Like I said, if I could get this, these are just my final thoughts before I get to you. Yeah, uh, you know, like I said, if I can get a higher quality version, I think this would be really fun to watch with friends. You know, like a fun bad movie or whatever. But Definitely. I actually did like it. Like, like I said, it's yeah. not Citizen Kane, but I thought it was thoroughly enjoyable. Oh, uh, I'm not saying like if there was there was no value in watching. Oh yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But like if if you if you look at it through a critical lens of mm. film, it's a stinker. You know it's I mean? terrible it's objectively bad yeah absolutely but like you know there's yeah. there's fun stuff in it and yeah this this would be a good one to watch with your boys and a couple of beers because you can talk over the boring parts mm-hmm. and then yeah. just like make fun of all these guys that's yeah that's what i'm yeah yeah for sure uh, well, yeah i think like I, I, I think it's like a two star heart for me maybe like it's not it's not quite as it's yeah. not quite good enough like you can't justify Giving it three stars, you can't. I can't even justify giving it two and a half stars because, like, like you said, Kurt, it's like a probably like an objectively terrible movie, right? But like, I didn't hate watching it for the most part. Um, there was boring parts, but you know, whatever. The fun parts were fun. Mm-hmm. You know, they were fun enough to. It's a yeah, fun I, period I, I, piece. Too. Yeah, I, I would like, like, I don't, I like, I like to give good bad movies the one star in the heart. But I feel like this movie is better than one star, but not. Quite yeah. two, sir. Yeah, it's like a one and a half, but a heart, maybe two. Like I said, I think the ending was pretty cool. It's not what I expected. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, both movies pretty much had the same ending. I was going to say, yeah, the, I feel like the second one was definitely an homage to this. Uh, maybe. Because we know Darren Aronofsky likes to steal <laughs> Perfect Blue, <laughs> Black Swan. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know about, do you guys know about that? Yeah, I've seen both. Yeah. It's, yeah, um... me too. Yeah, great. But Black Swan's good on its own merit. You know what I mean? It's amazing. I yeah. I was a big fan of his. Uh, like I was just a big fan of his off of that in the wrestler because I didn't like um, ass to ass Requiem for a Dream. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was kind of like yeah. I was like uh, I actually yeah. well, I think Pi was the first movie of his I saw. But we'll talk about that coming up after the break. Oh, wait, uh, Kurt and Matt, do you, do you have any final final thoughts? Is there anything? I think Matt nailed it with two stars. This is a this is a two this is two okay, bags yeah. of popcorn and a little 
uh, needle full of steroids. <laughs> yeah, this movie gets one and a half beer bellies from me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that, we're going to go to break, and we'll see you back on the other side for 2008's The Wrestler by Darren Aronofsky. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the second half of the wrestling pod. Wrestle stinkers. What did I say? Movie stink mania. One. Who the, right? who the fuck knows? That was an hour ago. Oh, no. Yeah, that was that was uh, ancient, <laughs> ancient times. Uh, but yeah. Ancient Egypt. That was when they learned how to grapple with the wrestle with the underpants. Right. Six thousand years ago, naked. Made made the amateur old. style. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it is really it's glorif- cool. Just glorifying like the menentites, like you guys always say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, well, that's some like um, return, like return guy, like Twitter guy shit. Well, that's actually, weird. it has its roots in mm. Greco-Roman and Egyptian wrestling. Like, yeah, d- dude, calm down. Like, there's a guy waving a uh, in like a flag of Arabia or whatever, you know, <laughs> a, a white guy who just got two hands. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. Oh, with that said, uh, let's get to our second movie, 2008's The Wrestler, directed by Darren Aronofsky. It's written by a ga- guy named Robert uh, Siegel, who um, he was once the senior editor at The Onion back in the '90s when it was good. Um, he also wrote uh, the Pam and Tommy miniseries from last year uh, from oh, FX or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I watched that. It was really good. Um, mm. But yeah, same writer. That's why because not a lot of people people were like, "Why would I watch?" That? I was like, "Oh, it's the guy who wrote The Wrestler." Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, with that said. Uh, should I give my I didn't give my score first on the last one. I, this is still a, this is a. This is a five Mark five for me, you know. This is a Mach five, you know. Yeah, this is one I'm of my favorite the, movies ever. I'm in the danger zone. I cried so fucking much during this movie. I literally had to quit the movie multiple times and take a nap because I was crying too much. Um, so yeah, I guess I liked it. Kurt and Matt, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, as I, as I was saying a minute ago, this is one of my favorite movies ever made. Like I've always mm-hmm. been a big fan of Aronofsky. Yeah, and like. This is kind of like why I enjoy wrestling like as an adult cuz mm. like you know I, same as you Matt like I watched wrestling when I was a kid right like that was when I had my my like first love affair with it and then um this guy named Triple H started winning all the time and so I fell out of love with it and stopped mm. watching it for a really long time but then I heard about this like art film coming out about a wrestler and mm. uh, I watched it like pretty much as soon as it came out and it just fucking blew me away and, like, I saw a bunch of shit that I had never seen before in it. Like, mm-hmm. um, there's a scene in this movie, like, one of the first scenes where uh, Randy the Ram fights a Necro Butcher in yeah, CZW. Yeah, Yeah, dude, we'll talk about that. Yeah, sure. yeah. And I'd never seen anything like that in my fucking life. So I was like, oh, my God, like, wrestling has all this cool shit in it. Like, yeah. I've been missing out on so much stuff. And, uh, yeah, like, like I said, like, I'm a big Aronofsky head. Fucking... Uh, Mickey Rourke is fucking incredible in this, and yeah, it's just an incredibly well-made movie, super emotional. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, Matt, what about you? Um, yeah, so like, what I I found interesting about this movie, um, 
it's kind of like what I find interesting about other movies that kind of examine, um, you know, an artist's or a performer's mm. life, you know, where it's like, it, you know, it's kind of like a tragic tale. So like mm. types of movies are, are like, so for instance, the, the movie that came out this year, Tar, right. Which I really liked. It's about mm-hmm. the world of like classical composing. Mm. And I don't know anything about composing, but I'm really like invested in watching like, you know, mm-hmm. her rise and fall and like dips and turns and everything. And the same thing with like a uh, whiplash, right? Like I really like whiplash mm-hmm. and I, I know nothing about drumming, competitive drumming or whatever, but like, it's the same thing. Like, it's kind of like, Oh, this art artist who's like tortured for whatever. And it can mm-hmm. kind of, it can kind of fill this like stand in. And the same thing, like, it's so funny. Like you don't think of like wrestlers as that. Right. Cause they're the mm-hmm. underwear men, you know, they're just like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it just seems funny, but like, he's literally in the movie. He's just literally killing himself for his like performance, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's a five star for me. I, I, sure. I thank goodness. Like, you know, I saw this after other because uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I know Kurt, you, you said you're an Aronofsky guy. I've seen three. I've seen black Swan. Is, is this your and, first time watching this? This is my first time watching it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. Ooh. I didn't know that. Wow. Shit. Yeah, so so everyone told me to watch this because I was like, mm. I've only seen one movie by this guy, and they were like, "Well, mm. actually, actually, sorry, I've seen saw Noah as well." Um, okay. Yeah, I didn't like Mother at all, but this was awesome. It was an awesome movie. Okay. Um, it was, it, yeah, it was very heartbreaking. Um, and it also shows, I think Kurt kind of touched on this a little bit, and we'll talk about it more. It shows this like different side of like this performing art that mm. we don't get to see which is unfortunately like probably the reality for like 98% of the people that decide mm. to take up wrestling. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, like I was going to say I-, I talk a lot of shit, right? But like I said, I'm a fourth generation mark. My great grandma, she lived to be 92. She just died a year ago. She would like come over to our house to watch the AEW uh pay-per-views, right? Yeah. She Never loved, not. you know, she loved Roman, you know, she loved like, uh, you know, Kenny, like she, you know, she was awesome. Her, or, la- like our, her original husband died and then she married twice later in life. And her last husband was actually a luchador when he was younger. No and, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. And uh, yeah, like I said, I have a video of me from like 89. Dude, I re- distinctly remember this because I'm doing an Ultimate Warrior promo, but I only had black boots. And I was like, Ultimate Warrior doesn't wear black boots. He wears white boots. So my aunt got white tube socks and put them over my boots. And like, I, that's a very clear memory for me. Uh, but yeah, I was a fan, like I said, throughout the like attitude era, like for a few years, whenever they came to Houston, I was always there. Stone Cold was my favorite guy. Cause I didn't cuss in real life, but at the WWE shows, I could shoot the finger and cuss and I could say hell and fuck and shit. And, uh, no one could hear me. It was, it was so fun. And, uh, Culminated with WrestleMania 17, many say is possibly the greatest wrestling show of all time. I was there, and then I kind of stopped watching a couple years after that. This movie came out when I wasn't watching, um, but then yeah, yeah, I got into it, yeah, like ten years ago and stuff, and ha- haven't stopped watching it since. But yeah, it is like because I was gonna say like me and Kurt, like if you do watch wrestling, you would say, wouldn't you say like the truth is so much more dark yeah absolutely like there's like, people like there's a lot of wrestlers out there who have way worse stories than randy the mm-hmm. you know what i mean 
like uh like yeah, Von Eric's for one. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, yeah, this yeah. like I said, this movie, as dark as it seems, isn't as dark as real life. Sometimes there is an article from I think I forgot, but like there's a famous article, maybe it was Grantland or something, but it was called The Real Wrestler. And it's literally it's it's about Ric Flair, and it's a short intro of who Ric Flair was, and literally the entire article is just like listing people who sued Ric Flair for owing him money. <laughs> it's depressing, dude. He's it's so fucked sick. up. He's so oh sick. my god! But that's why I was crying. Like I said, dude, because even me, I was like, like I love this movie because like Randy is such an he's just an abhorrent piece of shit loser, right? Really? He's a, well, no, no. I mean, like in real life, right? Like, right? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, he can't like, um, like he can't, not- you know. Well, he fucked up his relationship with his daughter. You uh, know, like he's like trying to fall in love with the stripper. He's obviously been doing a lot of drugs. Can't get into his trailer. You know, working the deli counter. You know, like so sweet. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, but that's yeah. why we love him, right? Because he is he's strong but vulnerable. But like, he's always. Th- that's what I was gonna say. Is like he's such like a fuck up in so many ways. Like his daughter literally tells him like you're a loser. But like. <laughs> At the same time, it's like, yeah, but he's still Randy, bro. Like he's a real the, guy. You know the, what I mean? the part at the very end where he's like, or Marissa Tomei, spoiler alert, uh, she's trying to like get him not to kill himself basically by doing his last match. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, he's like, he's like, the only place I've ever gotten hurt is out there. Oh my god, dude. I started crying, right? And no, then like what, no, the quote is the only place it doesn't hurt is when I'm out there. Or yeah, no. Or yeah. He, he was saying that like outside of the ring is where he yeah. gets hurt, right? Exactly, yeah. So yeah. so like, um, and then she's like, "Well, I'm here. What do you call that?" And then like, "Sweet Child of Mine" starts playing, and the crowd starts the crowd starts cheering, and then he just points and he goes, "You hear that?" He goes, "I belong out there." I was like, I, "Yeah," because like I said, he could fuck up so much in his personal life, but he's still the goat, man. Hmm. I wish he was uh, a real wrestler. <laughs> I, wish, I wish he was real. It's the Ram. <laughs> yeah, the Ram rocks, dude. He's so the much better than a lot of these fucking dickheads we got running around now. Let me tell you. You fucking put Randy the Ram up against any of these guys. He'll beat him. I believe in him. But Ram, what do you think, Matt? What, 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 you're like, <laughs> what yeah. was your take on like Randy? Like, Do you think he was a loser? I mean, he's obviously he's like a lot of stuff, right? He is a loser. He's sweet. He's strong. He's vulnerable. He's He's a... You know, he's a complex person. Yeah, what's really funny is like when you said that and then Kurt was like, whoa, wait a minute, right? It was like because I think like if it ended differently, mm-hmm. right? if it ended like Rocky or something, we'd be like, that guy's awesome. That guy's a hero, you know, yeah. because like he's like he's doing what you're like, quote unquote, supposed to do, which is like as like a performer or like an athlete or whatever you want to call him. Um, he's like literally putting it all out on the line you know and he's not gaining anything back like he's just like all of this time he spent wrestling has ruined mm. his relationship with his daughter has ruined his health um yeah. you know has ruined his life has ruined his finances he doesn't have any money he's locked out of his cabin and everything mm. i think what what's really kind of heartbreaking about that is that like all of it like leads up to he needs this kind of like the only thing he has in his life is the adoration of like mm-hmm. some fans right like he's performing yeah. for them and he 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 cares about their their approval um i think it's heartbreaking because like 
you know, in a different movie, um, would be rewarded for that because like most of the time the movies teach us that like hard work equals reward, which isn't yeah. the case in the real world, which I think is what's really sad about this movie. Yeah, like so yes, technically he is a loser, but like aren't we all, you know? Like we're basically no, no, all no, like I'm losers. Because, I mean, right. and again, spoiler alert, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what makes him so relatable, right? Mm-hmm. But I say that because basically he has this heartbreaking like relationship with his daughter and let's just say hypothetically you were in the Rachel or Evan Rachel Wood position of having Randy being, you know, a bad dad, right? That moment where they sit down and he like apologizes. If you're that kind of person, like that's, that's what you, that's the apology you've always wanted to hear. Right. <laughs> and a lot of people don't get it. Right. You know, so I was sitting there and that's when I started crying. Cause I was like, man, like, you know, I, you know, this is something and I don't want to get personal, but like that was very touching to me. And so they had this beautiful, like, cause he tries to visit her before and she rejects him and he comes back again and they have this beautiful reconciling and they make plans. And I, of, of course I knew what was going to happen, but of course he fucks it up and he doesn't show up and he bails on her plans. And then the next we see him, you know, he's in the deli and he fucking shoves his finger into the, the, in the fucking meat slicer. slicer. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, so it's yeah. like, yeah, you're like, it, it's it's a guy who can only exist on stage. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I totally, yeah, I just, I just want to talk like a little bit about the same thing. Because like, mm-hmm. I kind of have like an estranged parent as well. You yeah, know what I mean, like my mom wasn't around when I was growing up. And like, I didn't even get like the Randy the Ram fake apology or like mm-hmm. not genuine apology because he fucking meant it. You know what I mean? In the moment, like he meant yeah. it. Like she's just pretending it didn't happen. So like. Yeah, yeah, like to see that. Forgiving too. Yeah, exactly. Like Like she, she. What's interesting about this movie, like not to cut you off on the stream or whatever, but like what's really interesting about this movie is that, um, she, Evan Rachel Wood's character, is very forgiving. Yeah, and when she, so we need that scene, and I think this is what's very important about the movie. We need the scene of forgiveness, because when he fucks up again. She's absolutely justified in cutting him off. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I, she literally says, you're a fucking, lo- you're a walking failure or something like that. Yeah, you're a walking fuck up. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Woo. Oh, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, cause I know. Like wait, wait, when he's like telling her that apology, I'm like, I'm like, thank you, Mickey Rourke. I, yeah. I, 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 like, it was so therapeutic in some way. But yeah, like, I don't know if you guys remember I he won the Golden Globe for this, not the Oscar. I actually want to see who won the Oscar that year. Do you? Do you guys should have fucking got it, man. He was yeah. incredible. But uh, let me. I'm looking at it right now. Um, 2009 Oscars, right? Yeah, yeah. Check it out. Let's um, look it up real quick live on the pod. Live research. Um. Oh, I got it. While you're um, looking at that, I just want to say shout out to Necro Butcher. Uh, very natural on camera. Oh yeah, we'll talk. Oh okay, actually, okay. So no, it was actually 2008. Um, the 81st Oscar. It was 2007. No, movie uh, came out in 2008, it, so it would have been the. But it, it says no, but it yeah. says right here. It says Mickey. It says 2008, 81st Oscars. Uh, Mickey Rourke, Brad. Mickey Rourke nominated for the wrestler. Brad Pitt nominated for Benjamin Button. Frank Langella nominated for Frost Nixon, Richard Jenkins nominated for The Visitor, and the winner, Sean Penn as Harvey Milk. Boo! Boo! 
Boom. Fuck Sean Penn, yeah. Shut up. What? God, I hate to... This is why This is why the Oscars are an important cultural artifact. It's because of what movies are dude. fucking shitty and what actors are shitty. Like, oh my God, dude. I mean, like, has any... Yeah. Has any been more wrong about anything than fucking coda no. winning last year fuck dude no. like fucking God. forgot dude For yeah no green but book? um yeah yeah um oh fuck green book coda there's i mean crash there's plenty uh there's plenty of like terrible terrible oscar fucking moments but yeah that pissed me off but the reason i bring it up is because he made a golden globe speech that i will never forget i watched it live you could look it up but he basically has that he's talking about how he was like you know, his life got really dark, like in real life, you know, he basically was Randy the Ram, right? Like mm-hmm. he was super like this beautiful guy fucks his face up. And then, yeah. you know, but he's still, he, even though he's fucked up and looking in this movie, he's still handsome. Like I, I like, looks I, like a fucking God in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. the, the facial surgery and stuff, you're like, mm. man, but he's still handsome, right? Like he's still, yeah. Mickey Rourke, but uh, he had this Golden Globe speech where he talks about how dark his life got, and he had this line about, you know, sometimes it's uh, just a man and his dog, <laughs> and it's like very sad because he paints this picture just drinking alone with his dog, but it's also extremely relatable and like vulnerable, and that's you know this this book was like this uh, movie was mentioned in a book I was reading about, you know, it's like. You know, we love Randy the Ram because he, he, he's Mr. Good Time, right? But that's also his downfall, you know? It's like mm-hmm. his flaw is a double, like, because everyone knows, oh, a good character has a flaw. But what they don't go the next step and go, well, the flaw should be the sort of double-edged sword of a strength, right? So we see that here, right? Where, like, Randy the Ram, he's always trying to entertain people, whether it's behind a deadly counter or in on wrestling, you know, he's like trying to be Mr. Good Time. I hope everyone's having a good time. And then, um, but like, he's too Mr. Good Time and then fucks his life up, right? Hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I thought that was really cool. Um, do you want to talk, Kurt, or Matt, do you have anything to say about like the daughter stuff? Yeah, um, <clears throat> like I said, I, just reiterating kind of, and I think this is a really important point, is that the movie really works well because the, uh, especially with regards to the daughter, um, because we don't get, because it's the entire movie is from the perspective of right, like the titular wrestler. So mm-hmm. we don't. So so his daughter is kind of like this character that's pushed kind of on the outskirts. Yeah. Like she's a real character, obviously, but like we don't know too much about her life because Randy doesn't know too much about her life, right? And I think that's mm-hmm. pretty brilliant in terms of like filmmaking because like I mean he even's like. He, we know when he knocks on the door and a, another girl answers the door, you're like, Oh, she's living with her. Like, we don't know yeah. what that relationship is. And he's like, I think she's a lesbian or something. Right. Like but, but, you, get so, you get so much, uh, you, you learn so much about Randy and his daughter's relationship just from like her girlfriend's reaction. Yeah. yeah. And, and so we don't know much about her life, but also like, like I was saying, you know, before just to reiterate, like it's really, um, it's really good because, uh, it's really good for the movie because she um, she initially is kind of cold to him. And we feel bad for him. And then he buys her. He tries. He buys her a present and he brings it to her. And he's like, here's the present I got for you. Can we talk? And they have like this good conversation. And get, he, he, like you said, he does the apology and everything. But it's setting up for his eventual like downfall because mm. he gets pissed off and decides to go and do d- some self-destructive behavior, you know, party. And, yeah. And, you know. <laughs> 
drink and have sex and wake up, you know, with that weird f- girl who's got the fireman fetish or whatever. Hey, he ran, he ran <laughs> to the Rams. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, he fucks up his relationship with his daughter. And so what I think is interesting is that in that moment, we feel bad for him right like earlier but then we mm. feel bad for his daughter because she's like you do this time 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 again you keep popping up in my life every once in a while i'm wanting to fix things mm. but you inevitably fucking up and she's like i'm not even like i don't know why i'm not even mm. mad like you're nothing like i don't mm. love you or hate yeah. you like you're just nothing right and i think i'm broken and i'm fine with it yeah mm. and if you have if you have a strained relationship with any parent or if you've ever had a strained relationship with any parent or even if you've like had a strained relationship everyone's had a strained relationship at one point or another and i think like that's i think it's really resonant very very resonant especially like when a when evan rachel wood kind of like it's just like you're Mm -hmm. you know what nothing like done i'm done it's over Mm -hmm. you know whatever and you're you go Fair enough. You know, <laughs> you're just yeah. kind of like, no, and it's it's after that that he makes the decision to be in a match, despite the fact that his doctor told him if he wrestled again, he would die. Yeah, yeah. because it's because like we were saying, like it's very, it's like a he's constantly in a self destructive spiral, mm-hmm. um, and he's been doing self destructing for years because like wrestling's all he's got, and it's like, and like life is so much more than what you are or who you are you know like you need to stop and he doesn't you know he just decides to literally kill himself for his art he get he get he he sacrifices everything but you know what like that was like again that's the only place that he didn't feel like a fuck up it's the only place that he you know in the real world he was a fuck up like in front of the crowd he was a god right so he would Mm -hmm. rather die a god than like you know live as a fucking plebe right like i feel like that's a big message in the movie and i fuck with that you know yeah there's one thing i wanted to say about uh evan rachel wood's girlfriend mm-hmm. in this movie that i think was like a really mm-hmm. cool thing for it to pull off was mm-hmm. that like you know in the first scene she shows up when she opens the door and like gives the fucking buddy the stink eye like she clearly knows who he is right and mm-hmm. she's treating him like a stranger like you kind of think to yourself, like, oh, God, what a fucking bitch, man. Like, she's being so shitty. It's uh, yeah. Randy who's already, like, down on his fucking luck. Poor Randy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But then, like, in the scene where, like, it all breaks down after he, like, go, goes to have a cocaine party rather than <laughs> making their appointment. Like, you see, you, you see, like, when Evan Rachel Wood's crying at the kitchen table, like, this lady is her protector. You know what I yeah. Mean? Like, she's the woman who, like, actually looks after her. And, yeah. Uh, you kind of like get clued in as to like, I think it just tells you like a lot about the character's life, even though she's only mm-hmm. in the movie for like what, like ten minutes, something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, just to like drag us out of the depths of depression, talking about like broken family relationships and stuff. <laughs> I just want to talk about a couple of production goofs. This is the IMDb goofs corner. Okay, um, you're not goofed. <laughs> you're not oh, but, goofed. I, but before that, I will say. I realized not like I've been both Evan Rachel Wood and Randy Duran. <laughs> that's what's perfect, dude. Yeah. That's exactly. what's perfect. That, yeah, that's exactly. what's so yeah, good yeah. about this movie is yeah. we've been yeah. we've been every aspect of this movie, every mm-hmm. person in this movie we've been, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's yeah. just such an incredible thing. And it's like you yeah. know you can kind of see every single side. And like like you were saying before, again before we get out of the depression corner, Stephen, I, I, I want to say what's interesting is what you said is he's a he's a God to these people. Right. But mm-hmm. they don't care about him. 
think it's a no. so talking yeah. about a, talking about a double edged sword. The fans don't care about him; they want to see him wrestle, and it's like want to see him die. Yeah, yeah and they yeah. want to see him die, and that's going to be like an awesome, like literally, you know, he goes to the hospital, and then the guy he gets the envelope, and it's like, hey, you earned it, man. Like here you go; they loved you or whatever. And it's like hundred dollars. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. about how me and Kurt watched. Uh, Ric Flair had his quote unquote last match this year, and literally as we were watching it, we were going. Kill yourself. <laughs> like, <we're> like, yeah. <laughs> we do that a lot. We watch deathmatch stuff too. Yeah, like, we watch the little <laughs> deathmatch piggies. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Fall through that glass, yeah. bitch. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, but you done goofed, corner. Okay, yeah. I just want to talk about a couple of production goofs. Okay, first of all, uh, there was a hot chick in the crowd at the CZW show. Goof. Oh, wow. That, goof. that has never happened in human history. There has <laughs> oh, never been. CZW is a real. I, 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 I forgot that the last match is an ROH match. Yeah. Also, also that was my other goof. ROH production has never looked that good. Not once. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> in the entire history of that promotion, ROH production has never looked as cool as it looked in the final scenes of The Wrestler. They've never had a cool stage like that. They've I, never I had kept, like a beautiful hall like where they had. I kept trying to like reckon like I couldn't find Jay Lethal or Nigel. I, I definitely saw Claudio. Apparently Chuck Taylor's in this movie. R Truth is in this movie. We saw him. We talked about Necro Butcher. Yeah, that uh the deathmatch scene where he does a death match with Necro Butcher. Uh CZW is a real thing. I was telling Matt about this earlier, like there's this like famous incident where Necro Butcher and Madman Pondo are having a match and some piece of glass gets caught in Necro Butcher's arm and it literally takes a chunk of flesh out of his arm. There's like a hole in his arm and somehow we've watched this clip multiple times on Twitch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's yeah. still up, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody's so, getting uh, our account. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. So we're good. But yeah, no, that is cool. Like, I forgot how big of a role Necro Butcher played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also, yeah, like very, very natural on camera. Also, like you wouldn't know Necro Butcher by name, Matt, but he's like the hillbilly looking guy who he gets in the death match mm. with. Yeah, he's the guy who's like, can I do the staple gun or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I very much appreciate that, sir. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I did see Drew Gulak. I saw him oh. in there. Yeah, but yeah. um, just one thing, because you brought up Ric Flair. Uh, because of Ric Flair specifically in his last match i'm really not sure randy the ram died no 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 i'm no I, longer 100 percent sure because yeah. rick flair looks so much fucking worse in his to, match to, to, to set some context so uh, context so like <laughs> context um so uh rick flair <laughs> you know he's old as fuck uh he should not be wrestling uh he mm -hmm. should be like chilling out but uh, there's this greedy real estate man who uh, mm -hmm. likes to take advantage of old dying people. And his name's Conrad, allegedly. Uh, he allegedly likes to do the things that I said. But um, some would say speculation. But um, yeah, he like he basically like did this thing where he's like, oh, we're going to do Ric Flair's last match. And it's like, well, Ric Flair should never have another match. Like he literally he almost had a died attack a couple of years ago. Yeah. He almost died, had like bypass surgery. Oh, still God. kept drinking. Oh, came out with his own line of weed after that, by the way, which weed's fine, but he's still drinking that. No good dude. How, yeah. Had multiple bypass, still drinking. Like I said, owes like a lot of people money. Um, so he did this last match thing and, mm -hmm. Ric Flair literally is unconscious for parts of it. And uh, okay, again, I, you know how old and shitty Ric Flair is. He literally drank before the match. 
match too. Yeah, that's what buzzed really in the sad. ring. That it's really it's fucking sad, dude. It's some alcoholic shit. Like it's, it's not cool. It's more yeah. tragic than the wrestler Randy the Ram looked good because Randy the, the Ram looked good in his it, last it, match. Exactly, he did, he, he did a good job. Not only did Ric Flair look like shit and go unconscious, but he's been saying that he wants to do another match. He's he's still not done, man. I love how you you said that. The underwear men are so tragic. So it's a count of three, right? When they pin them? Yeah. Okay, so the movie, I had, because I have have some hearing trouble sometimes. Um, Mm -hmm. I always put on subtitles when I'm at the house. Um, I just kind of suffer the cinema for my art, you know, but uh, <laughs> when I was at the house watching, put it on subtitles and it counts to the crowd noise dies at the end and it counts to four. It's like he's doing chest compression. Oh. So I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he dies. So he's because like he jumps mm. off. He goes, he's like, you know, oh, having a heart attack. Yeah, he yeah, jumps yeah. off and then the end, they're like, they're like, ram, jam, ram, jam. Mm. And it kind of cuts off, and he goes, "You hear one, two, three. Damn, four. I didn't hear that. Okay, because yeah. there's another, let's say, mechanic in professional wrestling, like a rule. Um, mm. If you get knocked down, you got oh, until yeah. ten to get back up, or you can you can get disqualified by like knockout as well. Right. So that's also possible. But like, listen, like you know, tonally, the the movie points to you in the direction of Randy the Ram dying. Like that is that's he has to die. Well, yeah, he, that's I very much like what it's about. But like, the Ram, you have to die. <laughs> I'm just saying, he looked better than Ric Flair, and Ric Flair he walked did. away. Well, <laughs> he either, God, how is Ric Flair alive, dude? He, he either died or he had another heart attack, and you very know, it's possible. like, like, well, yeah. you can because he could, he could survive. Like realistically, he could survive another heart heart attack, you know. But it's like he's he's dead. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He, yeah, like yeah. he will like that's I think that's the cautionary tale probably for the Ric Flair thing too, right? It's like mm-hmm. it's like this man is too old. He doesn't he needs to be chilling. Dude, you know this motherfucker was bleeding and shit too. Yeah. Oh yeah, my no god. Bueno. We should say they, they they put him in a six man tag. So it's him and two other guys versus three other guys. Him one of the younger guys El Idolo did it, right? Andrade did it? Did he? Yeah. Yeah, so it was his son-in-law. It's this Mexican guy who married his daughter. Um, not absolute me. babe, absolute babe, a beautiful Andrade. man, absolutely. Andrade man. El Idolo. You Gordon. know what's funny though, dude? Okay, oh my god. Okay. What words are you guys saying? Oh, I have no clue who you're. What you're saying? Is that a name? Uh, yeah, yeah, Andrade. Andrade. El Idolo. Yeah, exactly. That's his name. <laughs> That's his name. Okay, there's also because they're saying some weird. I was like, wait a minute, am I having a Randy the Rainbow style heart attack? Yeah. Right <laughs> <now?"> <laughs> Randy. Ra- Randy the Rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> Randy the Rainbow. <laughs> I gotta Photoshop that. Yeah. 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 Oh shit. Oh, um. But yeah. I'm gonna okay, jump so- off the top row. <laughs> sure. Ram, Ram jam. Ram jam. So like Kurt. So okay. So. Me and Kurt try to watch AEW Dynamite every week, but mm-hmm. the thing is, it's being booked by this guy named Tony Khan, yes. who has an obsession over a guy named Jay Lethal. That's Jay Lethal sucks. Jay Lethal is mid. He is the most mid of all mid wrestlers. But the thing <laughs> is that he literally is on TV every week, and it drives us insane. But what's really mm-hmm. funny is that not only was Jay Lethal on TV last week, 
Jay Lethal appears in this movie, and Jay Lethal was also in Ric Flair's last match. So, like, this we is all get away. He's everywhere, dude. Yeah. We cannot get away. It's a fucking. We're locked in a Jay Lethal nightmare coma for the rest of our fucking. Lives. How long has um? Because I I see you guys' tweets and talk. You guys talk about the good billionaire or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. how long is a- Tony's a good boy? How long is AEW or what is it called? How long has that been? Yeah, you got it. Uh, three years. Okay, so it's a relatively new thing. It's yeah. like the XFL of uh, wrestling or whatever. I, I'd prefer not to phrase it that way, but yeah. <laughs> Basically, sure. well, like Time in the nineties, you had in the nineties you had WCW versus WWF, and then WWF won. So, like for twenty years, they had a monopoly, and that monopolies are bad, right? Because it's like, well, if you don't want to work here, go fuck yourself. You can't work w- anywhere. WWF became WWE, right? WWE, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So WWE has. Uh, I hate saying that because I feel like I sound like Vince Kissinger. Um, <laughs> WWE, but um, he's this, and we got it. Did you watch that Mets video, Matt? Me, Mets video. Matt. Oh yeah. Oh, I posted a video in the Discord of our friend Mets Seth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, oh yeah. You should yeah. watch. Friend okay, of the so, stink sheet, Mets twenty one twenty eight. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. So uh, did watch. That yeah, video, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to sound like. There's another there's another guy kind of like him named Vince, but who's big leaguing us? Yeah, he's not responding to my my many Instagram messages. <laughs> but uh, he has a good. he has a like a proclivity to like mispronounce things. But he also wouldn't know what the word proclivity means. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> WWE. Uh, <laughs> How many wrestling WWE, fans would? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh god! Uh, yeah, hey. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but, this um, Mecca Woods, the wrestling fans are like the diagram, the Venn diagram of wrestling fans and NASCAR fans is a complete circle. Okay. My neck okay, well, Hey, well, you know, <laughs> praise Dale. Praise Dale, brother. No, but no, it's weird. I mean, that is, I'm glad you brought that up because Riker, isn't that a total misconception as far as like 2022 goes, right? Like, the majority, nope. I mean, like in, in my, in, like, no, no, no. I'm saying, like, when I went, I went to a Raw in Brooklyn and it was like very, God, like, ass. fuck you. I mean, there, no, 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 no. It's WWE fans are very, like, ethnically diverse. Yeah. No, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. Like, the, 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 the stereotype of the wrestling fan being like a toothless fucking hick is only true in the case of uh, Sean Rossap. But no, there's yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. Breaking news! <laughs> Sean Rossap is a wannabe fake journalist who uh, grew up uh, <laughs> drinking uh, water with mercury in it, so he made fun of him a drug man. <laughs> but yeah, no, like like hillbillies aren't who's watching W A W. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's a mix of everybody everywhere. But yeah, no, it's a lot of like hipster neck beards is what exactly. I'm yeah, yeah, that's what it is now. There's a lot of people like us who. Th- Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. There's no, a lot. Not, there's a lot of sissy brain boys watching wrestling, same as there is like any other medium. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's fair. 
but but this i think the stereotype is correct because like from interacting with them on the internet like the average wrestling fan is a fucking dunce like i don't well, but, yeah, but, but it's not yeah but it's not a specifically southern thing like vince is from ohio okay like it is just a low iq thing oh no i'm just saying listen so- i'm just saying that the wrestling fans around here you know they're of one variety it's indefin- yeah it's indefensible yeah 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 well <laughs> okay but you live in a very specific place so that's <laughs> true that's true just before uh, we get too far away from the movie some, can i can some, we... of the, some of the more cosmopolitan of us yeah. you know yeah uh can we talk can we can we shout out marissa tomei in this film oh my she was god incredible okay yeah, she's awesome. i wanted to say Fucking the most rules. unbelievable part of the movie was that people yep. like like you're at a strip club and Marissa Tomei is walking around and you're like, oh, who's this ugly? Too old. Yeah. What the fuck? No. <laughs> Marissa Tomei and all her, her yeah, all her beauty is just sitting there yeah. giving these two guys lap dances or whatever, and they're like, yeah, we'd want lap dance from you if you were our mom. Like you're our mom, basically. It's like, dude, sh- yeah. she's so fucking. She's the hottest person ever. It, it, like, it, it, I was there. I'd be like, "Yo, she is my mommy." Okay, yeah. Please, please, please. Sit, sit on my lap. <laughs> I'd be like, "Shut the fuck up, guys." Fuck uh, you. Also, like Marissa Tomei, who would be like an age-appropriate girlfriend for like me and you, Steven. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, she's so fucking old." Dude. Yeah, literally. I mean, <laughs> like nobody would look twice. Like you know, just because like she's way too hot for either of us. But like from an age standpoint. Well, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, wait, real. hold on, Kurt. What? I think you're. I think you're. I think you're selling us both a little short here. Just ask. Oh, oh, he's like what? Like Marissa Tomei in this movie is like what? Like maybe like six or seven years older than we are. Maybe? No, no. I, I, but I'm saying I think we're both pretty handsome guys. Is what? Oh, I'm saying. yeah. Sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's but, about the uh, personality. Smart, Kurt. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have a really good. I have a. I have a five star personality. Not but... me. I'm a monster. <laughs> <laughs> evil, evil style though. <laughs> <laughs> I, have yeah. a, I have a five-star evil personality one-star good personality exactly. <laughs> i know oh, it's yeah. totally insane like of course she's the hottest i mean come on man also i don't know if you guys uh think the same as me but is this movie about jesus too like all his other fucking mm. movies you um, think this movie is about jesus yeah Damn, i didn't think about that absolutely but yeah probably, like, no it's 100 there's there's a part where he gets cut up with barbed wire and, and glass and he has a jesus tattoo on his back and he has a fucking bible verse mm-hmm. read to him from marissa tomei the dude the fucking prostitute talks yeah. to jesus come on yeah it's 100 yeah, percent they- about jesus and then he sacrifices himself in the end for all the pigs in the audience <laughs> Look, I just want to say, Kurt, Marissa Tomei is 22 years older than me. Really? So, God damn, I didn't yeah. know that. Shit. So I, well, like, well, come Kurt on, said, Kurt said in Kurt said she was six to seven years older than you in this movie, right? That, she, yeah, that was yeah, in yeah. 2008. So yeah, she's obviously older, but. Uh, you asked me to do too much math. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Time keeps on ticking, baby, into up. the future. People, I was really good at math as a kid and people oh, wanted me to be a doctor and a lawyer. So I decided to be bad at math on purpose. <laughs> Let's go. Um, but yeah, no, she's, Oh my God. Like, yeah. And then, but it's really cool. Cause like how he fucks those guys up. Cause if that was me, I'd be like, after I scared him away, I'd be scared. I'd be like, Oh fuck. Do you think those guys are waiting for me in the parking lot? Oh man. I would just go over to my, my good friend, the big bouncer and be like, Hey, walk me to my car. Would you buddy? wouldn't mess with him dude he's a wrestler yeah <laughs> you know you know what part made me really sad i don't know if people 
picked up on this, but when he goes into Cheeks, that's the name of the strip club, Cheeks. Sick. It's spelled C-H-E-E-Q-U-E-S. <laughs> Love it. But uh, it's called Cheeks, and um, the bouncer asks ask him, um, hey, can you get me some painkillers, some Vicodin or something? And then when we see the scene where Randy's buying drugs, the drug dealer says, hey, do you need some painkillers, Vicodin or something? He says, no, I'm good. And I'm like, wow, dude. Like, yeah. You told your homie you would hook him up, and he was like, damn. And then you, like, didn't come through? Like, come yeah, on, Way bro. to be there for your fucking friend, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that, that made me hate him a little bit. Yeah, it's like you got two friends in the entire world. Yeah. And you can't so keep an ear like, out. Like, that's fucking shitty. Don't do drugs, sure. kids. Don't 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 shoot up at the gym. Don't trust steroids. I mean, yeah. like, well, are steroids drugs really? I mean, yes, let's... <laughs> yes, they are, and they well, fuck yeah, up like... your heart. That's exactly what happens. That's why they're I worse than it. all hey, the fun hey, drugs. Look, hey, look, just because Eddie Guerrero did steroids and happened to have a heart four times the size of a normal man when he died, that's a coincidence. Okay, do you not believe in coincidences? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, don't get. I mean, unless you play baseball, then you should definitely do steroids. To do them in between cool. pitches, yeah. I've, I've always said there that. Professional. No, well, if you're a professional okay, athlete, yeah. you should definitely do them. But if you're, if you're well, regular, not, okay. I'll do, don't do steroids, but do HGH. Here you go. <laughs> Maybe you can do some testosterone. Yeah, just do tests. That's fine. You know, it'll, it'll fuck that yeah, hairline yeah. up. Boy. It'll only fuck up. Yeah, it'll only fuck up your hairline, and it'll only fuck up and, your heart just a little bit. But it's not gonna like absolutely fuck up your heart like steroids. Yeah. Do. Yeah, not like Anavar and shit, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that fucking shooting in Kurt, your hip you bullshit, you know. Don't do it. But Kurt, doesn't Billy Gunn, who again, who's on AEW TV regularly, he always talks about how he does steroids, like openly. Yeah, he doesn't care. You have to. Well, I mean, like, he he looks amazing. Steroids are this thing where it's like they're super dangerous because like they're un- completely unsupervised, and if you can get like a supervision when you do them. You you have to you have to have like a strict vitamin and dietary regimen, yeah. as well as the working out too. Because most people will just like oh, yeah. most people will do steroids and they they want to bulk. So what they'll do is they'll do steroids and then they'll like the the what is called dirty bulking, which is like mm-hmm. I'll just eat fucking McDonald's because it's so caloric dense oh, that yeah, I'll fucking yeah, yeah. I'll do steroids and then work out for a billion years and then like eat McDonald's that way I can gain muscle mass really fat fast. But mm-hmm. the problem is that when you do that right it's like the it's like i will absolutely fuck up not only your cholesterol and different levels mm-hmm. in your heart because your heart you know your heart's a muscle too so it's going to work your heart muscle too but the problem is like mm-hmm. it's so much cholesterol it's so much bad shit that you're putting in your body that like it'll just i mean steroids will fuck up a lot of things they'll fuck up your heart they'll fuck up your kidneys um so you have to have like you can't drink on them. You can't fucking do, you can't be doing Coke. You can't be fucking with your heart. You know, that's where a lot of the, the heart attacks come from. It's just like you said, like, yeah, his heart was four times, the, you know, the size, like you could, yeah. you could live, but you have to have like a very strict like regimen mm-hmm. and stuff. And the problem is that people don't have that discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to do them right. <laughs> yeah, d- don't don't yeah. do them at all because most of the time people can't do them right was my recommendation yeah You're, but um this is movie yeah, flight, no, so i gotta tell you guys how to work out <laughs> there you go yeah, no, there, there's a movie called i think better faster stronger more broccoli a documentary about yeah that's you, tragic um literally yeah, eat broccoli. Mean, like, you'll get tests from you'll get more tests from from eating more broccoli i know that sounds crazy that sounds like some popeye shit but it's true 
Yeah. No, broccoli is my favorite vegetable. It's good. Yeah, I'm not a vegetable guy either. I treat myself like shit. But broccoli I got, is I got dip a little cheese in it. <laughs> a little cheese on it. A little bit of Mornay, Mamma Mia. Yeah, maybe a little bit of peanut butter. <laughs> nah, a little peanut butter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, God, like, yeah, those guys being mean to Marissa Otome made me so mad. Like whenever, whenever Randy saved her and, and she got mad at him, I was like, "Those guys are such dicks." Yeah, you know? but yeah, I mean, God, the stuff where with him like trying to like woo a stripper and then she does such a good job. There's this one scene where like it rules. she's like doing the fake stripper, like "Oh, I love you" voice, and then she does the like, "Wait, like I'm a stripper, like you can't, we're not." Like she kind of, and then he tells her he has a heart attack, and then she does like a third voice where she's like. Oh, meet me outside. Like, right? Like, she's just—it's an amazing performance. Yeah, like, yeah. I know a lot of people. People gave her shit for winning the Oscar for my cousin Vinny, but like, she earned it with this one. If you Absolutely. know, don't, if you don't, I, I personally love my cousin Vinny, but if you don't think she deserved it for that one, she deserved it for this one. Yeah. So she deserves it for yeah. being in, in that Seinfeld episode as herself. You know, mm-hmm. she true. deserves it for being in a different world, which is where. You know, a different world was a show in the early '90s when I was a kid, and um, it's also a queen, it was like about a co- the queen for her Spider-Man comments too. Like when she yes. was like, "There's a bill." I didn't realize yeah. there's a billion of these fucking pieces yeah. of shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like this shit sucks. In the early in the early '90s, when I was a very small child, there was a spinoff of the Cosby Show called A Different World, and uh, it was about a college, and two of the stars of it were uh, Denise Huxtable, uh, Zoe Kravitz. Her mom. Another uh, nepotism, baby, dude. Yeah, uh, Lisa Bonet and uh, Marissa Tomei were two of the college girls on that. And I was like, damn, I think I want to go to college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Every, every guy, yeah, every guy just alive that like, him. Lee, you just walk past him with no eye, yeah. zero eye contact. You see them try oh, and yeah, make I eye mean, contact. You look at the ground, you're like, literally start muttering to yourself. I'm like fucking nailed it, bro. <laughs> nah. Also, also shout out Todd Berry, incredible. Oh, dude, I oh, I have a picture with Todd Berry. Who's, Do you? Who's Todd oh, Berry? Sick. He's a comedian. He's the he's his boss at the uh, grocery store. Oh yeah, that guy that's watching porn. Jacking off. Yeah, yeah, the guy who's jacking off. Awesome. He's not. so fucking good in that movie, dude. He's so funny. Yeah. He's like, he's like, uh, hey, my name tag supposed to say Randy. It's like, ah, I think they got it off your W four. And he's like, do I have to wear this fucking thing? And he's like, no, Robin. you're special. <laughs> That's a that's like a yeah that's like the renaming of the hero scene you know and in, in Campbellian mm-hmm. storytelling. <laughs> oh my god, I'm, I just realized Metz actually made a video where he talks about Campbellian storytelling. That rocks. And Metz. He, he's the best. He's a goat. Um, except for all the stuff he says. But... <laughs> well, you know, let's examine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always forget. I always have to remind myself. <laughs> yeah, let's not be too hasty to dismiss the entire ideology because at least he stands for something, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say what you will great yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah no um yeah no I, I yeah i um i love the part when they were like uh uh so that kurt cobain pussy fucked it all up <laughs> yeah, it's like shut up you like, fucking oh, yeah hair metal uh, stinks. Fuck the this is coming from somebody who listens to a lot of it Hair metal, su- hair metal is probably the worst genre. Yeah, although what I do is, put it on whenever I'm trying to get a lot of work done. Just I to find us hair metal, hair you have to you have to help me out with music stuff. Motley Crue, like, Death Leopard, that shit sucks. Yeah. 
it scorpion, stinks. you know, I like, like a, I don't like round and round. Yeah. What goes around, come around. I don't like a lot also of Also commonly stuff. known as butt rock. The classical stuff that people, the classic rock or whatever that people listen to where like, in, you know, there's 12 billion stations dedicated to it. I just fucking hate all mm. that shit, honestly. I always I like put it on when I'm working. Rock. I love it. it. Makes it feel like I'm working in a garage. Yeah, I smoke a lot of weed. So, yeah, I listen to a lot of like Jefferson Airplane. You're fucking, you're like, in a welder yeah. shop or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I fucking like when I have a lot of tickets to get through at work. I like throw on a fucking tank top, fucking crack open a beer, yeah. and I put like fucking the, you know, like hey, listen, I'm exactly. just saying, you know. Maybe they shouldn't be allowed to vote. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, I came to this country, you know, (laughs) we did it the right way. (laughs) Every time Kurt talks about visiting the States, we always threaten him that we're going to steal his passport and make him marry a woman (laughs) so he can hang out with us in the States. Hey man, I I think I, I think I fit in pretty good down there. Yeah, no, you'd fit in. I mean, you're just a, you're just a guy, you know, you're to me, you're just like, you're no yeah. different than any other person, you know, <laughs> yeah. when I think well, you're Canadian, I'm like, wow, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I'm from like, Newfoundland, right? right? Yeah, I'm originally from Newfoundland, like I live in Ontario, but I moved to, uh, I moved to Ontario 10 years ago. You don't have to say where. No, it's fine. What are we going to do? Fucking come and fucking kiss <laughs> me? The, I don't give a shit. Go to Ontario to find Kurt. <laughs> Kurt! Yeah, come over. I don't give a fuck. They're screaming in the middle of the Ontarian streets. Like, Kurt, come out here, you fucking <laughs> coward. He's like miles yeah. down the road. I mean, it's like a city. Right? It's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I live in one of the biggest cities in this province. Is that the French? But yeah, like, the French I'm from one? Which one's the French one? No, the no, French no, one's no. Quebec. No. Ontario you speak is French? Like the... Uh, no, I'm petty, um, but, but damn. <laughs> I can read it like okay, but I can't speak French. He speaks but, a little. Don't let him lie. But it's um, a failing of the yeah, Canadian from, like, system, right there. If you ask me, that's true. <laughs> but I'm from like the south of like what is would like the like what's equal to the south of Canada. You know what I mean? It's not technically the southern part, but because every every. Everyone in Canada lives in the south of Canada, right? Like, well, that's true because the north is frozen and will kill you. But what I mean is, I, I'm I'm from I'm from Hicksville. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, from yeah, like yeah, spiritually yeah. the south, not actually exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying so to. I feel very at home that. down there. You know what, I mean? <laughs> what is the south of? Yeah, like, no, I mean, what is the south of like Europe? You know, like whatever. Oh, Italy, Greece, Greece. I feel like would be the south. Mediterranean part. Yeah. I don't know. Probably, I don't know. They seem like they got some dirty white boys. <laughs> some cor- that was some quirked up white boys down there. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was Busting the quickest solution we've ever come to. Quickly, we're all just like, yeah, Mediterranean. Yeah, Mediterranean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the fucked up ones. <laughs> yeah. Where they got all the dirty white boys. <laughs> <laughs> they get a little too rowdy when it comes to <laughs> certain issues. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yes, sir, they do. I um, I said on like the other podcast once that like I was like, oh, you know, f- Filipinos are basically just Mexicans anyway, you know. And then like one of our friends, Dan, one one of our friends, Dan, he's Filipino, and he was like, I need to come on the podcast to correct him. And then later on, he was like, you know, actually, I did some research, and you're kind of right. Correct, yeah. <laughs> Historically speaking, he's like, oh yeah, they're just. Yeah, they're like indigenous people who got colonized by the Spanish. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> Damn. Oh, uh, would you guys think of the cinematography? This was definitely shot on film. Like, I definitely 
you can tell, right? The grittiness of film. I fucking, I don't know, man. I know people say like, oh, digital cameras have come such a long way, but film, you can't rep. Say, get out of here, Miami yeah. Vice. Fuck you. How about you turn on a real movie like <laughs> The Wrestler? Hell yeah. <laughs> Straight up. No, it's very gritty. Um, get out of here. I've monsters. made a movie and I don't really know what cinematography is. <laughs> like the movie looked real pretty i can say that um i'll say looked this cinematography cinematography is painting with light okay wow well the movie looked greasy and grimy so i think it's it also a lot of math all right that's that's probably why i don't know nothing about I, it i i did a director's program and when we got into cinematography i loved it because i'm great at math and then everyone else got really mad and they're like well i'll just you know, if I have, you know, I'll just tell my cinematographer to do it. I don't want to learn these fucking equations. That's and, what you know, I did. I was sending, I was sending like, and of course, you know me, I'm sending like uh, notes to my cinematography professor asking for extra credit. And can I can you meet me outside of class? And, you know, because, because like, look, Kubrick was better. He knew more about cinematography than his cinematographer. Hey, right? Orson Welles. So Orson Welles didn't know anything about it. I'm just kidding. He knew a lot about it or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, these guys, like, you know, you got to, you're in charge of everything. Why not know everything about everything? You know, challenge yourself. That's I don't fair. know. I don't know why I'm yelling at you. You're not, you weren't in my class. <laughs> Stop yelling at me. Yeah. Did you see Chuck Taylor? Chuck Taylor's supposed to be in this movie. He's one of our favorite guys. I, I couldn't see him. him. No, Probably one of the background guys, like at the post office or, or the Legion or whatever he went to go sign stuff. <laughs> it was so funny because like, also, this movie kind of is in this weird limbo stage of like modernity because he's like they're talking about like Call of Duty Modern Warfare, like the fourth one, you know? And it's Call in Duty. Yeah. <laughs> then he's like playing like Nintendo. And then like when he goes and sells shit, he's selling like VHS tapes. And I'm like, oh, there might be actually like people are buying them. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. people are buying VHS tapes. That's weird. No, it's like the last. I thought about it too. I was like, yeah, I feel like the VHS tape was the thing to be like, look, this guy is fucking out of date. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's like sure. out of date, but it's also like there are people buying them, so it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, they still have VHS. Oh, this is like collective, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, to like talk about like pro wrestling from like a overview, um, a big part of uh, wrestling culture from the 80s to the 90s and into the 2000s, but probably by the time this movie came out, not so much, was tape trading. Mm-hmm. The uh, way yeah. most people got their wrestling, because like, you know, wrestling is a very regional thing. You would only see what came on TV in your market. But uh, a big uh, a big thing was people would record everything that came on and people mm-hmm. would just mail tapes all over the world so they could watch all kinds of different stuff, like stuff from Japan, stuff yeah. from Europe and all that. And so people could check out a lot of different things. That's cool. It is cool. It's one of the cooler things about pro wrestling, I think. It we've is. Lost, we've lost that in the digital there, age. Yeah. So this, there, there, there is a podcast. Simmons, because I had once heard someone describe who is a wrestling fan, but also an anime fan, who once described pro wrestling as an, live action anime. It's, it's guys, mm-hmm. yeah, movies. guys in, in costumes doing pow, like superpowers on each other. Like, Basically, yeah. Like, yeah, they each have their own special move and they're got colorful costumes mm-hmm. and they come out to theme music. She's like, it's basically anime. And I'm like, okay, cool. But. <clears throat> All that being said, what's really funny is that kind of solidifies it talking about like trading tapes or whatever. That sounds like like the early days of anime when people are like 
dude, did you see this one anime? Like I fucking had to go and learn Japanese to dub it myself or whatever, you know, or like, yeah, like, yeah there's yeah. a lot of that, like an old like anime fan culture too. Um, yeah. That's how I saw Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Well, one, one of me and uh, Kurt's favorite guys, Kenny Omega, he literally does a Hadouken. <laughs> yeah. That's tight. Like, him and, Street Fighter. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Uh, so, um, I, they like uh, they fuck up an Iranian flag in this movie, and uh, Ahmadinejad, President Ahmadinejad at the time, he actually demanded an apology. That rocks. Yeah, <laughs> that's so. Sick. We say USA, USA, USA. And like again, and and very true to life, the uh, like Iranian character is just like some fucking dude from Detroit yeah. with like it's it's Ernest Ernie the Big Cat Miller, dude. What? That's oh, who it I, is, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Because for some reason, because Matt, when Matt asked me, I hadn't watched it yet. And for some reason, I thought it was the Iron Sheik. Because I know he does the Iron Sheik's gimmick, right? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, I, uh, he's the Ayatollah. I thought that was a real yeah. guy because I was thinking of the Iron Sheik. Yeah, but, no. dude, yeah, no, it, it's Ernie Mill. It's Ern, Ernest Ernie the Cat Miller. Like, a Not guy a who, he was, he's a, apparently an amazing trainer in real life. But mm-hmm. I think most people know him from the end of WCW when he was just doing the goofiest. Yeah. Terrible, like fucking. Like one more thing I want to talk about from from the movie is the uh, juxtaposition between the two guys, like uh, Randy mm-hmm. the Ram and uh, the Ayatollah. Because mm-hmm. like when the guy walks into the show, the Ayatollah is talking to like the promoter or whoever about like he's like, yeah, I'm gonna get into this city, I'm gonna get to this city, I'm gonna yeah. run it all this shit. Because like this guy is successful, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the yeah. Ayatollah is still working this fucking like show. But like he actually made something after his in-ring career. Like he mm-hmm. decided he wanted to be the guy cutting checks. He wanted to be the guy running shows. And so he like built something for himself out of his life. Whereas like Randy the Ram only had the in-ring work. Yeah. And, you know, paid the fucking price for it, right? He's a he's like a car he has he owns like car dealerships or something too, I think. It, yeah. Like earlier on he, he says he says he owns car dealerships, which is interesting because it's like he obviously took that money and like that he got from wrestling or whatever and the fame and invested it so that like people would come and be like, mm-hmm. Oh shit, you're the Ayatollah or whatever. And he'd be like, yeah, you know, buy a car. Yeah. And he would like make them. You're goddamn right. I want to buy a fucking 1995 Honda Civic off the Ayatollah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so like, yeah. you know, Randy was just kind of like, I guess he partied, you know, probably he, he put mm-hmm. it all up his nose. Guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Hey, but if you're going to lose your money on any drug, Cocaine's probably the coolest one. In yeah, I'm not a cocaine you, guy personally. You're gonna get the most respect, you know. Like, you get the most respect, but people will know. be like, "Oh, yeah, he's classy," you know. I always found like it feels like waiting for something. Every time that's I like ever, something ever did blow. It feels it, like it I'm is, waiting it, for something. Yeah, it does. It makes you feel like you're in a waiting room and you have a lot of anxiety. But yeah. but also but also you're God. <laughs> it never felt never felt that. Just feels like okay. I'm waiting for something to happen. Sounds awful. Why, if, that, if you uh, ask me, honestly. Yeah. It is very bad. Don't do it. It is not. I didn't mean it's a waste I didn't of money. Mean, I didn't mean to make it sound so cool, mm. but uh, you know, yeah, don't I, do it. It's not really cool. But yeah. I wanted to say, dude, like Ric Flair, like he's seventy three, right? And like you said, we know, like he posts pictures. Kurt, you can attest to this, right? Like he still posts pictures of himself drinking, right? Yep. Okay. What is fucking insane about that he literally has a heart condition called alcoholic cardiomyopathy yep. right mm-hmm. 
And then in 2007, what happened, he had surgery to remove an obstructive piece of his bowel. It led to complications, including kidney failure. That was 2017, Yeah, 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 which required um, hospitalization. And this guy's still partying. Bro, they don't. Yeah. Pete don't care. Like that's the thing that you you know, yeah. like and I know Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. Like, yeah that's yeah. the biggest thing about like alcoholism, which really sucks, you know, not to get too deep and too personal or whatever, but like, you know, it's it's just yeah, it's yeah. awful because like I mean people who your heart yeah, out. people who are alcoholics, they don't like it's the same thing with like like being addicted to cigarettes or whatever, right? Like it's like it fucks you up mm-hmm. so much and it's like people just keep doing it. Now mm. that being said, things in moderation are fine. Calm down. You know, like, yeah. Hey, look, look, <laughs> hey, look, hey, look, 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 man. Yeah, I get that, Matt. But at the same time, he was Randy the ring. You know what I mean? Like, he was still Randy, right? Like, he, like, that flawed nature of, like, part of his, like, nature of his personality, like, that's also what made him great, right? Like, if he I'm wasn't. Talking about Ric Flair. Because he. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I'm relating this back to the movie. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, as far as the movie goes, like, um, oh, yeah. No, I agree about Ric Flair. Like, in real life, it's Homie's sad, got, but in homie's the movie, got a little condition it... about, hey, your heart's fucking up because you drink so much. How about yeah. you stop drinking? Instead of being like, instead of being like a person who's like, old, like, because like, I know a lot of, there's like a lot of old people that I know that will have like nightcaps or whatever, right? And they have like a drink a night. And it's like, Oh, it, it's a nice little drink to unwind and relax or whatever. And those guys live to be like 115. You know, they live in insane. Yeah, like George Burns. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I plan on not having a drink after 40. <laughs> like, cause you know, it's it's met better for your skin, up. your organs. Like, yeah, there's a diff- difference between having well, a drink. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Not- I haven't, I haven't. I- no, no, no. Yeah, I haven't had, I haven't, I haven't had hard, li- hard liquor in a couple. Getting years. blasted, you know. Like, there's. I'm not, this isn't about me. I, yeah, I would. I'm fucking talking about. But yeah, no, Ric Flair. Like, yeah, like he is an absolute like maniac, and like you said, he has a legit heart condition, and he continues to abuse himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't need to be doing that. And yeah. like, he has children. Like, one of his daughters is literally like the biggest women's wrestler in WWE, right? Really interesting. Yeah. And I he mean. Does- for- you, you would you would think that like he would want to like keep it together to just you know watch as much of her career as he could, but he can't, that, yeah, can't yeah. stop being Ric Flair because he he said it in a documentary one time. He's like, I've been Ric Flair for like forty years. Mm. Like I don't even know who Richard Fleer is. Yeah, you know what I mean, he's and, the Ram uh, brother. But like you kind of like you know what I mean. Like it's so stupid and insane. But like at, on some level, I'm like, I mean, like he's staying true to himself. You know what I mean? Like he's like. <laughs> yeah. He's just like this is who I am, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I and can't at that point, change. at that point, it's like, like diminishing returns, right? It's like you're seventy. How old is he is? Yeah. Seventy. How old is he? How how is that? What is he doing, dude? I don't even have fun going out. I didn't have fun going out in my late twenties. I don't go out anymore. Mm-hmm. Like he's always going out to bars. Well, dude, you're not like that's the difference. Like he's Ric Flair, you know what I mean? Like he's a fucking. He's probably a fucking god when he goes out. <laughs> yeah. He feels like it for sure. Yeah, you know, when we go out, it's like sad. It's like sad boy hours. You know, we go in the fucking, <laughs> we go in the fucking bar and we cry to fucking whoever is the sad bitch, indie bitch on the radio or whatever. No, even even when I went to bars when it was like normal and cool, I still didn't have a great time because like there's always the like chance of someone going off or yeah, like bars are or bars like are or, you know or, or like. Yeah, like, what if you are in a bad mood that day? What if you get really sad? Or what if you get really mad, you know, violent, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's so crazy. I feel like 
like I've learned that I'm 35, right? Like I I've learned very like I said I don't go to bars or drink hard liquor. Like I've learned my limitations. But it feels like Ric Flair is a man in his 70s who doesn't care. But it's like like I said, like I get that he was Ric Flair, right? But like like me and Kurt were saying, like his daughter Charlotte Flair, she's literally like the biggest, like she's the most decorated, whatever you want to call it. She's like the god of women's wrestling mm. as far as WWE goes, and so it's like. And his and she's also part of the reason why she started a career is because her brother David wanted to be Ric Flair and he died. Um, like had an overdose, right? Um, so it's like okay, so she, like she's doing it in his honor. So it's like, well, why can't you know? Why can't he just sit back and enjoy it? You know, what does she think about yeah. all this? Yeah, does she think? And let's ask her right now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We got Charlotte Flair on the line. Say what's up, Charlotte. Hey guys, I am here with all my boyfriend or my husband. <laughs> yeah. Big five bags of popcorn and a little box of yeah. tissues for Yeah, like, final thoughts, moment. guys. That's awesome. This movie um, rocks. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's one of my favorite movies ever made. Um I don't know. It's a real good look into the life of a wrestler. Uh, Mickey Rourke. Like, I I don't know. I can't even, like, name a lot of other movies that, like, I think he's been close to this good in. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, if you were to ask me just, like, I think... movies that he's been in, I'd, I don't know if I could tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing is, like, I don't know, impactful as this. Aronofsky, The God. Nine and a half weeks. Yeah, if you if you like, I can completely understand uh, somebody not liking Mother or Black Swan, but I do mm. enjoy them. I think they're good, especially Mother because it's like, <laughs> oh, I know what that's about. I'm a real smarty pants. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, mother. I I always like oh, Mother. Yeah, we don't need to relitigate the uh, Mother discussion. No, 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 it's fair. But uh, yeah, no, I love it. I think everybody should watch it and. Uh, yeah, I I love deathmatch wrestling. So yeah, I, I, I might do a stream after we finish recording. Now, actually, where I might watch some deathmatch stuff. Hell yeah, I'm but, gonna watch uh, One Piece and go to bed. <laughs> <clears throat> Matt, final thoughts? Yeah, this movie's awesome. It it rules. It's like, um, <clears throat> I hadn't seen it. You know, like this is the first time seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely probably the best. Aronofsky I've seen I want to say because um, I, I mean I've seen like I said so so far I've seen four of his movies um, I liked Black Swan that was like probably the most mid movie ever made by a human being and then um, there sucks so he runs the gamut of like this movies like is a five banger like all timer in this movie versus mm. you know Oh my god! I can't believe this movie got made in Mother. But I'm excited. I'm excited <laughs> because um, all this shit talking. He does like this interesting thing that I found, where he's been directing these like actor vehicles, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. actors can really have like you know showcase for like their talents, right? Because like. Oh, in the whale this yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what where I was leading up to. Thank you for I, I, yeah, taking I it. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. Taking my fucking punchline. No, I'm just kidding. But um, Sorry, bro. I love it. Five. Hey, bro! I'm looking at you. 
But yeah, what were you gonna say? I was just saying I love it. Five five banger for me. Are you excited about the whale? Uh, yeah, it's uh, I, from from all the the videos that I've seen where you know Brendan Fraser is like crying because people are giving him a, a standard a standing ovation. It's it's incredible. I'm I'm very very excited to see it. Yeah, same. And I worked on a show about fat people. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to steal your. It's um, all good. I didn't mean to say your punchline. I just got really excited because I'm really excited to see the whale. Cause like I said, I worked on a reality show about fat people. So uh, this is going to be very interesting to me because I often have the thought too, of like, Oh, some, someone, you know, some, someone like Gary Arnasi could probably have a really creative angle on this. You know, is it going to be mm-hmm. about Jesus? That's the it, real question. Cause I literally, probably literally yeah. Kurt, I had, <laughs> I, had no, I, I completely, when you were like, is this about Jesus? I go, and I didn't even think about it. I was, it was so, Damn. already like buried in my mind that that movie was about jesus like the wrestler i was like mm-hmm. of course because i was like oh yeah i literally remember while watching <laughs> it and he like gets into the death match and he's walking away i see his his back tattoo is that of jesus i go mm-hmm. got it like <laughs> like it, it was such yeah, like a yeah. it like washed over me that this movie was about jesus <laughs> i was like old darren really likes to smack you in the face with it doesn't yeah. he Really, <laughs> God, God, love him. <laughs> um, but yeah, with that, I think we've wrapped up this week's movies. Uh, any final parting thoughts, you guys? Kurt, anything you want to? Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. It was real fun to talk about these movies. I'm back anytime. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll, if I figure out another two movies to inflict on you guys, I'll fucking. Come yeah, back for sure. Cool. Uh, Twitch.tv slash distinct sheet. Come hang out with uh, Steven. He he loves he loves the people. He's like the Randy the Ram of Twitch streamers. I am I very much related to Randy the Ram because I just want to yeah. put on a show, brother. The only time he doesn't hurt is when he's on stream. Um, mm-hmm. the, you can listen to the stink sheet if you like wrestling, and even if you don't like wrestling, uh, we talked about Bruce Valanche for 20 minutes. On yeah, that I, I was that. gonna tell Matt because Matt was like, <laughs> Oh, you know, because I was like, Matt, you could, like, look, here's the thing 10% of the show is maybe wrestling. The, the, the out of the four hosts, I'm the only one who like doesn't feel icky when we talk about wrestling because we had a conversation we had it we, we were talking about like bruce valanche and like paul lind and like all this random shit and then suddenly we had like a real wrestling conversation and everyone got really uncomfortable but i was like no you guys this is good and people people liked it people liked yeah. it but mostly we talk about like hollywood squares and uh one of the guys has a soundboard it's really fun it's cool it's yuck Dude. up everyone should listen Doing drugs, being stupid, I'm real <laughs> making, bad. making I'm, fun of people. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, Matt keeps me very honest and like you know, good boy on here. But like <laughs> on the on the the on the streams and on the wrestling podcasts, it gets real. He lets it all hang out, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a much different being. There you go. It's very different, but everyone should listen to the stink sheet. Absolutely, if you like. Cool. Oh, and we got a. We just got a. a Special theme song from YouTube legend Tonetta. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yep. Commissioned a theme song from Tonetta. Came out real cool. Real excited to use yeah. it. Yeah. I, I definitely think yeah. some people who listen to this podcast are going to know who Tonetta is. But yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But yeah, we got a song from him and it was cool. And I was really excited. Matt, what about you? About? 
Well, I know. Okay. Well, your well, your movies are next week, right? So you're gonna have to. Yeah. So, um, I I wanted to do something a little different. We haven't done um single director in a mm-hmm. while. I just watched. I haven't done a female director yet, um, and I okay. wanted to finally do one for next week. So, um, and I also think this might help out the numbers just a little bit, or maybe it'll hurt the numbers. Who knows? I actually want to do a uh, Claire Denis. Um, oh, let's a double go. feature. But here's the thing: it's one, it's two movies that I I've only seen two of her movies, and it's two movies that I haven't seen that came out this year. Okay. We had two movies out this year. So we're doing both sides of the blade and stars at noon. We're both streaming. Oh, they both yeah. came out this year. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Oh yeah, dude. You just watched Bo Travai like a week ago, right? Yep. So like yeah, we're all Claire Denis mode. Um they're both streaming, but I, I that's the best part because you know, I don't like going outside. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to track down a fucking three sixty P YouTube video. <laughs> yeah i don't like yeah 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 i'm i'm i didn't know it was like there was a name for it cronenberg mode or whatever but he's right dude you shouldn't leave the house you just hang out he's so at, at he's so right i mean the fucking amc news yeah. like just to end on a, on a on a really funny you know and funny in a tragedy is comedy type way and i have a funny thing amc is like yeah, we're gonna start hosting Zoom call. You can host your Zoom calls in our theater. It's like, who asked for this? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think any business professional is like, you know what? Let's go to our local AMC to host a Zoom call. It's like, okay, so weird. Yeah, the brainlessness is uh, kind of unreal. But yeah, don't don't give them your money, man. Like, look, we're all gonna be living in pods, and this stuff's all gonna be uploaded to the microchip in our brain at some point so you know like they're not gonna play good movies at the theater right as long as well hopefully they start playing some good movies soon i don't know maybe the whale i'll probably i might go to the theater to see the whale but like yeah everything's fine at home like i saw this like a youtube influencer guy who is like y'all need to stay your ass at home he was like He's like, not a lot of bad shit can happen at the crib. Yep. Paid all that money. You got a nice couch. You got a big screen TV. Why do you want to leave the house? He's right. And I'm sorry. I've been living this way for years now, and I'm tired of hiding it. Everyone, don't leave your house. Don't just hang out. You know, it's fine. Like, Absolutely. I'm actually not yeah. a lot of bad stuff can happen. At the I crib. told you, I'm I'm becoming I'm becoming stay at home pilled more and more. And I I usually like to stay yeah. at home. I just like. You know, you know me. I'm a I'm a theater theater boy. I like going to the theaters um, with the AMCA list. But yeah, it's like more and more experience has like completely diminishing returns for me. And it's like it's like yeah. I got to go out of my way to go. And it's like like you know Cronenberg said it's like 30 minutes of previews. That bullshit. So they they they'll, they'll like play they'll start playing trailers and then they'll start playing commercials in the middle of the trailers. Yeah. What the fuck? Like <laughs> that's insane. Like uh, or yeah, no, but yeah, don't um the only thing Matt is that you need to become weed pilled so that uh you can really enjoy the full at home theater experience. Yeah, you probably know. Probably going to be 
I'll just say that going to be a no for me for indefinitely, but no, no. Yeah. But look, yeah. But look, you know, maybe one day, you know, you put on a little planet earth, you mute it, <laughs> you start playing radio kid a by Radiohead. You're all, you're all a doobie, you know, crazier things have happened. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying never, you know, Hey, you know, exactly. But yeah, everyone, thanks for joining us. If you stayed with us this long. Thanks guys. Um. Thanks, guys. Uh, we love you. Thanks, Kurt, for coming. Kurt. Thank Hell you yeah. so much. We uh, we oh, we appreciate. It. I'm bowing to you. I'm, I'm, right. I'm bowing to you right now. You cannot see, but I'm bowing bow. to you. Perfect. Bow. All right. Bow. Bye, everybody. Have a good time. Yeah.